All sports, all the time. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Woodwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball. Touchdown, Kansas City! Man with freaking Mahomes, baby! Uh, let's talk some sports, because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned in to the Spoken Spoken. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Lance Twidwell. This is the Spoken Podcast. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the Foolish Club Studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell and Eddie Ortiz. Episode 51. If you guys missed it last week, we did episode 50. We're doing math here. 51 minus 1 is 50. And um, I would say that was probably the most fun we've ever had in our show. And I'm going to speak for all of us unless you guys disagree. That That was the most satisfying show we've done. But we are not done. That is not the end of this. We're not going to end this like Game of Thrones where it's unexpected and it leaves you unsatisfied. We got a lot more satisfying to do. And uh, we're glad you guys are here. Thank you so much. Um, we are going to be talking a lot because we ran some polls this week. I asked you guys what you wanted to talk about because it's very important to us that you guys care about the content that we have, that we provide. And we wanted to give you guys the opportunity to essentially run this show. And so I, on Facebook and on Twitter, you can follow us at The Spoken Pod on Twitter, and then you can uh, join us on Facebook. Just join The Spoken. Um, we asked the question, what would you guys like to talk about? And it was it was almost unanimous uh, NFL Chiefs-related content. So we got no problem doing that. Uh, just bear with us, guys, as we develop more. Or as the news develops, we're going to continue to bring that stuff your guys' way. But in the meantime, man, we got a lot to talk about. I know I know it's technically the offseason, so you start gearing towards more of the NFL, more of the NBA and the MLB, and you're looking towards those seasons. I get it, and I'm the same way. I, you know, the M- M- NBA playoffs will be here within what a month and a half, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to that stuff, and we will talk about those things as well. And even though the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl, you feel like there's not much to talk about in regards to this team as it currently stands. But that's not true at all. There's a ton to talk about. Let me begin with this. The famous line that Andy Reid has said since he's at least been in Kansas City, I'm sure he said it in Philadelphia, but I can only account for when it was in Kansas City. Time's yours. He always famously says those words. Most of the time, talking to the media, Andy has been consistent in his approach, something I don't think anyone could debate. Well, this offseason, we're going to need that same exact consistency from Andy Reid and his brass. On Sunday... The res- on, on Sundays, the responsibility to get the job done, to get the W, falls more on the players than even the coaches. But the preparation from the coach, it's no, it, but the, I'm sorry, but the week leading into the game comes down from the preparation from the coaches. That's where it separates. And it's no different in the offseason. This is the time when in the front office and coaching staff have to snag the W's for the franchise. W's meaning key acquisitions. Now, we all know that the Chiefs will be active in bringing in players and free agency and eventually the draft. But there are names that are still technically attached to this roster that, in my opinion, need to be retained. And we've touched on it even from the beginning of this last offseason in regards to Chris Jones, the Chiefs' biggest potential piece to be signed, tagged, and or traded. Now, there are a number of different avenues the Chiefs could go down with the 25-year-old Chris Jones. They could sign him long-term, giving him the money he's looked for for not only this season but the last two seasons, and solidifying not only a key position of need on this defense but also solidifying an elite talent that they, the Chiefs, 
could have drafted, or they did draft and develop into the, one of the best players in the league at his position, if not the best. They could tag him, make him pay out, play out the remaining of, the, of that prove-it uh, contract and use his skill set to win another championship and deal with what comes in 2021. They can tag and trade him, going the route the Seahawks went with Frank Clark last offseason and get valuable picks in return. You then have the option to trade up, trade down, or stay up, stay put and utilize your 5 to 10 picks on a Chris Jones replacement, plus add pieces around said replacement. But to me, this decision is very simple. What's more likely? Chris Jones being Chris Jones for the next three to five years, or the Chiefs finding adequate replacements for the next three to five years that justifies moving on from him? Door number one seems a lot more logical to me. The Chiefs have spent big money, and I mean big money, on players in the past, and it didn't pan out. You look at Eric Berry, you look at Justin Houston, just of, of recent uh, memory. But they also spent money on Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark and extended Tyreek Hill, who all absolutely panned out. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't Chris Jones, who you can make the case is better than all three of those players at his position, not even his prime could, yet, couldn't even do the same? Right. As I've said numerous times, I wouldn't even entertain the thought of signing Chris Jones long-term for big money if he was three to five years older than what he is. Mm -hmm. But he is just entering, like Trevor just said, he is just entering his prime and is already the best at his position. And because of the fact that this is such a big topic and people are are feeling uncertain about what the Chiefs should do with this, I decided to comprise a five, just five facts, a list of five facts on Chris Jones. Here they are. He's 25 years old. That alone is a massive factor in how this is going to go or how it should go. Number two, he is elite at his position. You could very well make the case that Chris Jones is the best interior defensive lineman in the entire NFL. That includes Aaron Donald mm-hmm. at this current time. Yeah. He has only missed four games in four years. This is number three. And all four of those came, four of those games he missed came this season. And none were due to any type of severe injury. Number four, the fans love this guy. I've been to training camp all every, every year he's been here since 2016. And the fans absolutely adore him. He is a massive human being. So naturally he's going to attract the masses. But he's got this presence about him. Yeah, no, no shit. <laughs> Go check his, uh, his 40. And literally, there's 40. Um, there's 40 of it. Um, but the... the I see the way he is, the presence he has with these fans, the, the, the awareness that he has with fans. Mm-hmm. He has this personality about him that just people are are just drawn to as a person outside of football. I mean, this guy just has that infectious personality about him that people just love. Stone Cold. And number five, the most important part, if you really want to think about it, is teammates love him. But the, you've never heard one negative word about Chris Jones from any player yeah. ever. That rings that rings so loud, dude, across the league because of the fact that this is a drama-filled league that is covered by every news source you can imagine. And for not one negative thing to be said about Chris Jones says a lot about the guy's character. And character means a lot, especially to a franchise like the Chiefs. But having said all of that, if the Chiefs aren't willing to pay Chris Jones what he's worth, I would hope he goes and gets his money elsewhere. At his position, you're lucky enough to go and get one contract, let alone break the bank. Hopefully the Chiefs value him and retain him. And yes, the Chiefs absolutely can afford Chris Jones. I'm going to put this one to bed. It's a matter of if they value him like they should or they don't. It's really that simple. And in the words of a band Trevor and I really love, a day to remember, 
There's a danger in starting a fire. You never know how many bridges you burn. And the reason I bring that up is because there's also a deeper part of this that we're not, and we're going to talk more about this in, in the later parts of the show. But the rest of the league is watching this situation. What I mean by that is this. If the Chiefs are trying to build a dynasty here, and you have a player like Chris Jones, you have an actual opportunity, a legitimate opportunity to pay him, they're not in cap hell. And they're going to open up a lot more money as the, as the offseason goes on with some of these players that are still waiting to either get paid and re-signed or they're going to get extensions or Frank Clark's going to restructure his deal, Sammy Watkins. There's a lot of different ways. But the league is watching to see how they handle the situation. And if the Chiefs handle it in a way where other players that may want to come here and still make big money see the way they handle it in a way where he doesn't get his money here in Kansas City just because they choose not to pay him, that might make them hesitate. Now, obviously, Patrick Mahomes and himself will attract the players that aren't as worried about the money. I mean, money is always going to matter, but right. guys want to win rings at the end of their careers like Terrell Suggs. But when money will always be, but money will always attract players. And when you don't take care of your own stars when you can, players abroad will see that and remember that. Don't burn bridges if you don't have to. Have to. And the way I see it is this. Trading Chris Jones for picks is a future-building decision. Signing Chris Jones is a dynasty-building decision. Mm-hmm. Trevor, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if we want to win the Super Bowl, if you want, if you want the best chances of running it back, the best the best option to do is bring back the guy that was that made a couple of the biggest plays in the game to put it away uh, with batting those balls down. Um, I think there's only three total players at his position that are sack artists. Um, at the defensive tackle position, you know, it's him, Aaron Donald, and maybe Fletcher Cox. Those are the, probably the three guys I think they get to the quarterback consistently at that position. You're not even a full handful of guys in the league that can do what he does, um, and I think he does do it the best. I mean, I know Aaron Donald had a little bit of a down year. Aaron Donald, him and Aaron Donald are pretty much the same tier, obviously. It's those two and then probably Fletcher Cox and then a, a bunch of – a plethora of guys underneath them. Yeah, I mean, you said it, man. Um, <clears throat> if we want to run it back, if we want the best chance of building a dynasty – He's got to be a piece of that. Um, it has been it has been a little weird though with with him kind of being on the back burner of a lot of like PR and a lot of like just publicity and and and, and speaking time and even during the, before the Super Bowl and after the Super Bowl even at the parade, you think he'd be like one of the guys that would uh, you know have have a voice because he's always had a voice in the locker room and like you said fans love him. So it has been a little weird. I think they've been kind of tempering 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 him with his. Because I don't, I don't know if they know what they're doing yet with him. Obviously, they don't because they haven't pulled the trigger on anything yet. And something's got to be done before the draft. Um, so, I mean, if, me personally, obviously, if I had my way, I'd want to do everything we could to bring him back. Um, not, I don't think there's any other team in the NFL that pays twenty plus million dollars a year to two defensive linemen. Um, but if it's getting a Super Bowls, I don't give a shit. That's all that matters to me. Um, and you know. The rest of it will pay itself off. I'm pretty sure there's going to be other moving pieces this offseason that we got to take care of that will free up cap space even more. Um, I don't know, man. Like you, you covered a lot of it, but for me, like I said, like I said, that there's not many guys we can just we can we can't we can just trade them for picks and expect to find other players at his caliber or even guys that are projects that can become something of his caliber. He's already at that caliber, and like you said, he's going on 25 years old, not even barely reaching the prime years of his career. You know, if we could lock up a guy like that and, and, and give us the best chance of running it back and being a Super Bowl champ back-to-back years, it that is that's everything. So for me, that's that's where I'm at. It's pretty simple. Yeah, you guys pretty much covered it pretty 
pretty solid. Uh, bring this guy back, you know, like can't say like, what are you doing? You, you, you're, you're only making this longer on yourself and, and either pushing him away or increasing the interest of other teams and, yeah. you know, coming into the mix. and offering, I don't blame him for dangling him out there. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And, and like Trevor, you touched, I was going to touch on it. Uh, him being like in the back burner, like uh, just kind of like been hidden away from us, you know, kind of yeah. like just been. Just well, been... Barstool and, and Instagram, they all like interviewed him and gave him a bunch yeah. of limelight. We didn't give him any of that. It was I mean, kind of weird. Exactly. Right? So it, it's it's just weird how the Chiefs are handling this whole contract situation. It feels like they're, they're new new to this because mm-hmm. they are. I don't think they've ever had to deal with. But he's a, been doing a, a lot of like, individual, like building his own brand yeah, type stuff. Yeah, with the whole drinks and yeah. then he's doing the signature, I think, to tomorrow. Not a lot of Chiefs talk. It's more like session or Chris whatever. Jones. So it's, yeah. it's a lot more on the sit back. Chiefs not knowing how to handle this situation. Right. Obviously, he's a he's a big star in that position. He He's one of the best players in mm-hmm. that position. He's also a champ now. Yeah. Exactly. So – I can see why why the Chiefs are a little bit iffy in, into giving him a contract, and that's kind of like giving him too much money. And will he keep on doing what he's doing? I, right. I think that's what the Chiefs are kind of questioning and and debating. It's like, do we give him all this money? Will he still produce what he does now that he's not making that in a, like as much money because he doesn't have to prove himself because mm-hmm. he already got that paycheck? Right. So I, I think that's in the in, in the in the back head of the Chiefs. It's kind of like okay, like. What, what am I going to get from this guy? What can we get from other teams in the draft for the draft? Mm-hmm. Can we get three picks, four picks? Because I think they only have five picks this year on the draft. So it, it, I don't know if the Chiefs would would want to stack up some draft picks to to move up on the draft and and, and get another guy. But like you said, you, and and you said it very clearly, if you want to build a dynasty, mm-hmm. you sign this guy now. Yeah, you pay for the production. Exactly. You know you're going to get. You don't, you don't you don't trade for, for 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 the future because you want you want to win now. Yeah. If you want to keep on doing what you did this season, this previous season, you do everything you can to, to just keep on going every season. If you want to become the new dynasty, you do everything you can to get these kind of players to be on your team. Yes, uh with the whole Patrick Mahomes being the quarterback, yes, can it, it can decrease the, the, the salaries of other players interested in coming into the Chiefs just for the chance of getting a, a, a Super Bowl ring. Mm-hmm. Would he do the same? I don't know. It, it, it's just kind of weird. This whole this whole Chris Jones situation is just kind of weird. I, I I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but to me, it, it's a no brainer, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and to to your point about like we're going to obviously talk more about this as the night goes on about what you know the Chiefs could get. We'll entertain the trade options. There's even actually been um, a writer that suggested a particular a trade. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but you know some of the things you guys said about you know do we the question was you know do you think that he can continue to play the way he has? For me, you guys know this. I always say it's body of work and sample size with me. And we've had we've had writers on. I know Kent uh, Swanson. You know he he's had his concerns from Arrowhead Pride. Other people have had their concerns about could he sustain this type of success, individual production? Um, would he because of the fact he's no longer chasing that contract? Those things are valid. But I also feel like there are guys out there that are so naturally gifted at what they do that even if their driving force is no longer to just get that contract it could still be something good enough to where it justifies a contract like that. We have to remember that he technically had a down year this season mm-hmm. and was by far the best player at his position this season in the NFL. Yeah. 
that's the part I'm trying to look at is that he knows he's going to get paid. This was his floor year. He 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 yeah. played he played hurt in the playoffs. Not only did that, but absolutely dominated in the Super Bowl. Nine and a half sacks, I think, this year. And Nine a, and a half a sacks. Floor, that's a floor season. As a defensive, yeah. interior defensive lineman. That's ridiculous. Like, that's Warren Sapp shit right yeah. there, man. And he had 15 and a half the year before he's that. just reaching his peak. That's my point, is that I understand there is a concern of, will he, because, you know, we are a little jaded by the Justin Houston contract, that as soon as they paid him, he went downhill. He's a whole as soon as Eric Berry got paid, he had that yeah. one really damn good season, went downhill after that, tore his Achilles immediately. Yeah. So, I get the scare. But you also have to contextualize it. The he, Chris Jones is in a different situation than those guys were. Both of those guys were coming off traumatic injuries. Well, and both of those guys had traumatic injuries they were dealing with. I mean, for God's sake, Eric Berry was coming off cancer. Already had torn ACLs. Chris Jones does not have a history of, of health guys, issues. None of those guys were proven champs. None of those guys made big plays in the Super Bowl. No, we were never a true contender in those years. This is a whole different scenario, right. man. He's a proven champ, and he's out there making big plays in the biggest game possible. Right. That's a guy you bring back. I mean, you, you, yeah, you, I mean, you know, I like. For me, like I wouldn't even question it. Like I would be sitting with that with, with this rev, and it's like, okay, let's get this done. Yeah, especially we're with the new CBA leaving. coming out. It's that's kind of like we're not leaving this room until we get this contract. Well, done. and we don't know what the cap, the new cap limits going to exactly. be. You know, the CBA, so everything's going to change. Why, we could be yeah, we exactly. That's, why, that's why with the uh, last week's episode, I was like, with the whole CBA, you mm-hmm. can kind of hold off on that Patrick Mahomes contract and right. focus and focus everything on Chris Jones just yeah. to bring him back. Would Patrick Mahomes do yeah, that? If that happens, that changes I'm, everything. So, but yeah, if Patrick Mahomes holds out one more year without yeah. just making bare minimum money, mm-hmm. that'll be that'll help the Chiefs so much, and, yeah. and you can definitely expect to see him in the Super Bowl. Well, and Frank Clark, like I said, he's gonna he's gonna uh, be paid twenty two and a half million dollars this season, which could get they could restructure that, right. open up some money. Sammy Watkins can either get cut or restructured. Uh, Dustin Colquitt, Dor- Daniel, you know, yeah, those, you know, well, they're, they're all free agents, but yeah. like Dustin Colquitt's owed over two million this year. Singapore is probably gone. The, the thing I want, I want to give Chris Jones when it comes to giving him some credit and and the benefit of the doubt with all this is that is this reason right here. You guys remember this last off season? Him and the Chiefs were at odds. They they were so far apart in contract negotiation because he was eligible for a restructure or, right. or an extension. And they said that they were they were apart by upwards of twenty million dollars. That's a fuck ton of money. Okay. Yeah. But what did Chris Jones do? Even though he didn't get that contract, he had no leverage. He showed up. But what did he do? Yes, he showed up. Yeah. And even though there are players out there that don't have leverage, a lot of times they still don't show up. Le'Veon Bell had zero leverage, leverage. did not show up. Especially a running back. Chris Jones showed up even though he was frustrated, and you did not hear about it one time all season. Dude did nothing but play ball and praise his team and praise his coaches. He did speak out one time, and it really actually did upset me when he called out the fans. I didn't appreciate that personally because I feel like – he didn't really have a grasp on what was going on. I let it slide though because the dude just so damn good at football that yeah. you know we just kind of let those things slide. If we're being real here, post game right after the game, yeah, it, it was it, he was wrong. But it, yeah, the, no the, doubt. the point is that outside of that small little thing right there, Chris Jones did nothing but just absolutely play it by the book. Yeah. And furthermore, if we're gonna sit here and say that Aaron Donald is worth the money he gets paid. And Chris Jones is playing just as good a football and is four years younger than Aaron Donald. Yeah, and, and, How in the world can we justify not paying him that market value? Yeah. That's the point. We sit here and we look at the figure and go, oh my God, that is so much money. But if you're looking at the value of said player, you cannot 
look at the raw numbers and say, well, that's just too much. We we need to go another route. Mm. If you can afford a guy like Chris Jones, it's a common sense move. Exactly. It's a common sense move because of the fact that it's not going to strap you to the place where you can't contend anymore. Because right. one, you have Patrick Mahomes, regardless of you paying this offseason or not, yeah. and the core of your re- the rest of your team's core is all signed. Travis Kelsey, Mitchell Schwartz, Tyreek Hill, Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew. They're all going to be here for at least two more seasons. And him being here only helps Frank Clark's production even more because we, you know how much harder it is going to be for Frank Clark to get the numbers that he wants when you don't have Chris Jones oh, eating, eating that pocket saw, alive. We saw it in the regular season when Chris Jones was out yeah. for four games. Yeah. Where- it's you a saw game Frank Clark yeah, against the Texans too. I mean, the the, the production. Well, and Frank was dealing with his own injuries too, and, uh, but yeah, well, right. Yeah, but but I mean, with, with, imagine with, both of them exactly. healthy coming into the next season together with another offseason to, to match even more. It's, it's, yeah, that's a no brainer for sure. And we're gonna t- like I said, we're gonna talk more about this as the night goes on, guys, because there's so much to talk about. Um, but we're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk about the NFL quarterback situation. There's gonna be a lot, in my opinion, a lot of shifting. In the NFL, I think there's going to be a lot of new faces in new places this next season, and I want to I want to give our predictions of what we think these guys where these guys are going to be playing next season. We'll get back to all that after this. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City themed apparel and accessories with an emphasis on counterculture. They're nominated for two Best of KC 2019 awards in the Pitch Magazine and have plenty of designs for both sports fans and anyone else. Find them online at CommandeerBrand.com or follow them at Commandeer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Soft shirts, designed with an edge. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number two. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the Foolish Club Studios with my guys Trevor Twidwell and Eddie Ortiz. Go, go, go. So we just got done talking a little bit about Chris Jones, uh, What's what I think should happen, how I think the Chiefs should handle this situation. I, I have my absolute faith in Brent Veach and Andy Reid to get this thing situated and get it done the way it should be done. You have an all-star, a superstar player like Chris Jones, you have to absolutely take care of, especially at the age that he's at. We're going to talk more about that uh, in the in the following segments, but we're going to take some time real quick because if anybody knows anything about the NFL right now is that things, things, things fluctuate every single offseason. You think you know the league, and the next season it's completely different. Players are playing in different places, and it just mixes things up. Well, this offseason is going to be a very special one because I believe there are going to be several, and I mean several, current quarterbacks playing in different cities this next season from the season before. Um May not be as many as I don't want to try to hype it up and act like I think there's gonna be 12 or 15, but I think there's gonna be some pretty big names that will be moved in other areas that may you may not see coming. And I, I want to talk about that in just a second. So, Eddie, we have the list. Go ahead and start with the first name. And Trevor, uh, Trevor, and I will give you our answers. Eddie, obviously, work around and we'll give you uh, Eddie's answer as well. Are you guys ready for this? Let's do it. All right, Betty. the first one's defensive player of the year, James Winston. <laughs> <laughs> Set an NFL record with 30 picks. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I, okay. With Jameis, it's a very – he's so hard to explain. And I and and I think that it's, it's – he's fr- – I would hate to be a Buccaneers fan. Oh. I would hate to be a Bucs fan, and I would hate to work for the Buccaneers as a, as a coach. Because just when you think you have him figured out, he's going to do something that you've never seen a quarterback do in good and bad. And that's what's so inv- just infuriated about him. Is you, you watch one game of Jameis Winston, you think, this guy can throw the ball unlike any other quarterback in the he league. for 5,000 yards. Yeah, and then he'll throw five picks in the second half. Like yeah. he, he, I know he just got LASIK done. Hopefully they did something with his brain too because there's, there's a lot going on up there as well. But with everything considered, only being 26 years old, mm-hmm. the Buccaneers plan on picking up his fifth-year option. 
I think he stays with the Buccaneers. I think I think Bruce Arians decides, you know what, there are other guys out there like a Phillip Rivers, but Phillip Rivers is over a decade older than Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's more talented than Phillip Rivers. There's not another option out there unless they want to try to trade up and get a pick, get a guy earlier in the draft. I think that Arians is going to stick another year with Jameis Winston and see how it goes. And I actually could see him having a better season. I could see him going to the Raiders. I could see Gruden taking a chance on him. We've seen Gruden reach out to guys like Nathan Peterman and made it a, a, a quarterback competition at camp if you watched Hard Knocks. And he kept putting Peterman out there, and he's absolute ass. Yeah. Um, he's like Jameis Light. And that's, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like an actually tasty beverage. Right. Yeah. Who <laughs> brought the Jameis Light? Those things I, are fucking yeah, good. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I've never been big. I've never been very big on Jameis. Watch my calories. I've never been big yeah. on Jameis, but um, I always kind of thought he would be a bust coming into the league, which is a lot because most people – thought otherwise yeah i was on the opposite end of yeah, that one. i just i never i i liked him as a person but i just I, the talent like for me it just kind of felt you like, like james winston as a person that's interesting uh, <laughs> i do because i like i like goofy people like oh uh, well like different person and he's not a typical like coach speak you know type of guy that's just he's gonna give you like his actual thoughts he's yeah. strange with him eating his w's out there pre-games and all it's just this odd guy um but it's for me. It's either the Bucks or it's like the, I can, like I said, I can see Gruden do some whack a wacky decision. Yeah, yeah, let's bring Jameis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can just see him doing something I like that. What, but outside that of that, I don't see any team. other like logical coach bring him in to be like the guy. Because there's a lot of movement I think that's going to happen, but I just don't. Because I think the Bucks are going to go elsewhere, and we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, I it's either the Bucks or the Raiders for me. The two hey, spots. Hey, I'm just going to for me. I, I think it's uh, he's. If he stays with the Bucks, he's probably going to be a starter. But if you're looking elsewhere, you're you're more more than likely looking at a backup. Unless role. they bring a veteran, uh, a second second string, third string kind of mm-hmm. kind of role in a different team. Yeah. If it ain't with the Bucks, uh, like Lance said, he's 26 year olds. You can you can still kind of work with them, you know, kind of, you know, like Possibly. make them do a little bit better. And yeah. so there's still work that can be done with them. Mm. I don't know if it's going to be enough. I did love. He has some really bad habits, man. Yeah, I keep it under twenty five interceptions. Do, he might he have himself to, a promising yeah. career. He tries to do way too much. <laughs> he tries to do way too much. Yeah. 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 All so right. what's next, Eddie? Next is uh, like you called him, Big Cock, uh, Ryan Tannehill. I called him Big Cock. Wouldn't I call him Big Cock? I thought that was Big Cock Kirk. Was it Kirk? <laughs> oh, that's right. No, guy's got big, big Cock, big cock Ryan. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just because they're white, Eddie, they're white quarterbacks. All of them just you know, that's the attachment of big cocks to their name. That's unbelievable, man. Right, racist. I, I'm calling it right now. Oh, I'm going to talk to our HR department after the oh, show. Shit. Getting Eddie suspended on our show. All right, He's off the good. air. He's like Artie Lang from uh, Howard Stern. Just walk off the set, dude. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. See, I was actually a big believer of Ryan Tannehill early on. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, being a wide receiver convert and uh, playing the, as well as he did in college, I, I actually liked Ryan Tannehill out of the draft. Mm-hmm. He actually had some pretty decent seasons in Miami, but Miami's just such a shit franchise that we all knew that how that was going to go. Right. Goes to Tennessee and just totally re- reinvigorates his career. Takes over from Marcus Mariota, who was the second overall pick in 2015, mm-hmm. ironically behind Jameis Winston. Um, Ryan Tannehill, I, I, he's not a franchise quarterback. Uh, he'll be, I think he's 31 now, so he's not, he doesn't have a, a long future ahead of him, but I do believe the Titans really like what they've gotten out of Ryan Tannehill, even though he's mostly just a, at the end of the day, a game manager, he did have a really good streak towards the end of the season, but I, it'd be hard for me to believe they'll replicate that. Yeah. Um, 
I, I do think, however, that the Titans are going to run it back. I, I do think that Ryan Tannehill is going to stay. I do think he gets himself a three-year deal with the Titans, mm-hmm. um, gets a front-loaded contract with them, and uh, rides it out with them for the rest of his career, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a better, he's a slightly better, smarter, better thrower of the ball than Mariota. He's not that much better than Mariota, but he's like just enough better at, at throwing the football than Mariota and better at obviously making decisions because Mariota makes some boneheaded plays, um, which is obviously why he lost his job. Man, they gave him every opportunity yeah. in the world, too. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like, and I liked, I actually, it's funny because I liked Mariota coming into that same draft as Jameis. I thought Mariota was going to be the better player. They're both pretty shitty. So here we are. Dude, I used um, to call Mariota the, the Hawaiian Alex Smith. I really <laughs> thought he was the Hawaiian yeah, Alex Smith. I never, he played I, just I like Alex Smith. He was a true franchise guy. But like, like you said, Tannehill's not a franchise guy, but you don't have to be a franchise guy to go win a Super Bowl. We've right. seen it with guys like Trent Dilfer, you know, and, and other guys like and Flacco and guys like that. Um, you know, so you don't have to do that. If you just if if, if Vrabel, I believe you said I believe we believe in Vrabel as a coach. That's a good defense, a very good O line. You know, that's a formula to you know if they if they, if they find a way to pay uh, uh, um, you know the running backs and keep those guys keep that core together. Uh, Henry, you know, they keep those guys around. They can run it back and be, a, you know, they surprise everybody. They, they overachieved this season. So now, if you know, if they, they, they run it back and get everything ready to go. I can see Tannehill going out there and contending for another championship. Um, and especially with the AFC dwindling a little bit, you know, with the, with the quarterback stir up, who knows who's going to be where. Um, a lot of teams falling apart and rebuilding. This is a perfect opportunity for the Titans to hold yep. on to him and, 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 you know, keep that formula. So, yeah, I definitely see him sticking around and then running it back with the same core. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything to add to that. You, guys <laughs> you think much, Titans in? Yeah, he's, okay. he's going to It makes Titans. too much sense for it, yeah. All right. Yeah, there's just no reason for him to leave. Who's next, Eddie? Uh, All right, next on the list is Andy Dalton. Now, this is going to shock some people because he's not technically out of Cincinnati yet. Right. But according to reports, they're going to honor trying to get him a trade, and I think that that's what's going to end up happening. I do think Andy Dalton will be out of Cincinnati. There'll be some uh, bite, biting going out there. Oh, he's going to be a hot commodity. Oh, I, I'll, and I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. Andy Dalton's going to be the quarterback for the New England Patriots next season. Oh, boy. So he currently has one year left on his deal with a $17 million cap hit. The Patriots not only could make that money work, but they also could mold Dalton into what they'd already need immediately. He's a game-managing, pocket-passing quarterback. quarterback. Sound like anyone else you guys know that's been their quarterback for the last 20 seasons? Best part, he's a decade younger than their former quarterback. I think this makes more sense than most people realize for both sides. And the reason why I say that, the Patriots are going to need a quick fix. Tom Brady will not be with the Patriots this next season. They're going to need somebody that can come in, understand the system. They would like to go young, but the thing about New England is they are expected to win every single season. You cannot just throw a new rookie quarterback out there and expect them to get you 9 to 15 wins. It's not going to happen. So I'm not saying he's the answer. I'm saying that if you're looking for a safe bet to come in and play like Tom Brady, as close to him as he possibly can, a 32-year-old Andy Dalton would make so much sense on a short-term deal. They could restructure. They can give him an additional year. They can put it all guaranteed. can put it in the signing bonus. There's a lot of different things they could do with him, but I think it makes so much. And here's the biggest reason why: there are attached rumors to Andy Dalton to to New England Patriots. What? Where, where's the shutdown? Where's the where's the where's the New England Patriots shooting any of these rumors down? I know they're more behind the scenes type of uh, a franchise, but my thing is if you if you really think about it, just break it down for a second and tell me what 43 or 42 year old Tom Brady could do that Andy Dalton can't. That's what I'm talking about. I, mean, I think it makes all intellect. I mean, all, it makes all the sense in the world for a team that needs somebody to, to throw 
to, to just put him right in the mix of things. I, I think a, that's the guy. Definitely a different tier of intellect there. That's my big thing. I'm with, saying with, I'm saying from a physical standpoint. That doesn't matter to me. I'm talking about the intellect okay. of being able to read defenses and, and, and mistake making. There's Brady doesn't make the mistakes that, that Andy Dalton's going to make on a weekly basis. There's yeah. going to be I don't I don't know if I, I can see a guy like him coming over there and, and being Belichick's guy. I just didn't say it would be. I said that that'd be the guy they would throw in there for one season. A stopgap quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's possible. But I mean, he might as well just go get Brian Hoyer. What's the big difference there? I mean, I not... cannot believe you just compared Brian Hoyer to Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton has been a significantly better Brian quarterback Hoyer's than Brian Hoyer. More than Andy Dalton. Stop it, Trevor. Stop it. We're not going. We're not okay. doing this. I'm just saying. Andy he's, Dalton he's, is a much he's, better he's quarterback. Good. Is he? And yes, and Trevor. Come on, dude. He's been on the Patriots program already. He already knows their. Pro- <laughs> How much? How much does it mean? How much difference is he really that? I mean, it's not. Okay, where is Andy Dalton playing next season, Trevor? I have no. I have no idea. I think if anything, I think he probably sticks around for one more season with the Bengals. I mean, who are the Bengals going to go pick up? Uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. That's. I mean, that's possible. <laughs> but don't you don't you think most most teams want to follow how the how the, the Patrick Mahomes formula? How <laughs> dude, it's perfect. If, well, if Patrick Mahomes is the number one overall pick, pick no, he would have played in twenty seventeen. Still in the contract for another year. Right? Yeah, another year. So it's similar to Alex Smith's situation. So they bring in Joe Burrow and let him sit under Andy Dalton and let him kind of tutor him, just like they did with Alex Smith. That makes way more sense than Joe Burrow coming in and starting right away. Okay, fair enough. But when was the last number one overall pick quarterback not playing their rookie season? That's my point. But that, it, that, that doesn't mean, but it hasn't always worked out, though. I'm saying, like, didn't say, but, didn't but, say it did. But okay, but Mahomes being the new standard, I know he wasn't the first overall pick and he wasn't the glitz and the glamour of the draft, even though he's the best in the draft. It worked out best. I know you think he could have started from day one, and so do I, and so do a lot of other fans, just because of his raw abilities to extend plays, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, Joe Burrow, same thing. He has raw abilities, but if he comes in and sits with, you know, in the the desperate fans of the Bengals franchise obviously want to have a guy follow the same formula that the Chiefs followed with with Mahomes. I can see that being a thing. And Andy with Andy Dalton already being under contract for one more year, might as well just use him. And if he sucks halfway through the year, just do what the Ravens did and so bitch you, his ass. You have you have Andy Jackson. you have Andy Dalton staying yeah. Cincy. Okay, yeah. Eddie, right, I'm gonna agree with Trevor okay. on this one. I, I think Fair. Andy Dalton's gonna stay with 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 Cincy, and I like what Trevor's saying. Uh, I would I wouldn't mind having uh, Joe Burrow sit behind him. I mean, why are the Bengals being in a rush? And kind of do They're like not... a Alex Smith to to Patrick Mahomes kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think the Bengals with Joe Burrow are going to be a playoff contender team. Right. So or, why, yeah, why not wait? Yeah. Let your star quarterback sit behind Andy Dalton. Wait till the following draft to where you can get more more pieces, more assets, yeah. and start building a contender to make the playoffs. I'm not saying the championship contender. I'm saying, I'm saying a playoff. I'm just gonna say I can I can see Jacoby so, Brissett going back to the Patriots before I can see Andy Dalton be the starting so, quarterback. For the yeah, Bears. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Andy Dalton staying with the Brian Cincy. fucking Hoyer. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All <laughs> right, who, who's next on the list, Eddie? This this is uh this is gonna be interesting because this, I actually want to know what you guys think about this one. Uh, oh. Next one is Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Teddy Bridgewater. He's one of the hottest names out there. Okay, right? this is this is gonna be one of the more interesting. Um, Quarterback shuffles, in my yeah. opinion, because we don't really know what's going to happen in New Orleans. Drew Brees, I, I really can't, I can't tell you right now what I think. Well, he could very well retire, yeah. or he could very well come back and well, play with, like, next the, season the and the Russell season after Wilson that. Let him start in the game in the All Star game and stuff. Right, kind of weird. I, I, it, it all it all kind of feels right now like Drew Brees is probably going to hang it up. That's how it kind of feels right. Ah, the fact that he's, happen, I don't either. I'd love to see Drew Brees play yeah. another season, but. Uh, if, if if let's say let's say Breeze does retire, I do think Teddy Teddy stays in New Orleans. Yeah, I think yeah. they feel good with Great him for spot. one season. Yeah. He's not a franchise quarterback, but he would be a guy that they could you know one season maybe try to draft a guy the next year, whatever the case is. But if Breeze comes back, I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to Chicago. 
Yes. I think he's going to the Bears. He is the perfect quarterback for them right now. Now And I mean right now. You need all you need. Yes. All you need is a quarterback that can do the short distance throws. Don't turn the ball over. Let your defense lead the way. Have a run game. Let Matt Nagy do what he does with his schemes. Yeah. That's going to give them the best chance. And then also, let's say they want to let's say they want to get Mitchell Trubisky the starting gig still next season. You don't think a guy like Teddy Bridgewater is going to let an absolute fire under Mitch Trubisky's ass? Yeah. Knowing this guy has started, what is it now? 32 games in his career, I believe it is. 34 games in his career. It's a win-win. Yeah. It's a win-win for the Bears. I think more than likely, if, like I said, if Breeze does end up coming back to New Orleans, I could absolutely see Teddy Bridgewater going to the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I hope that's the situation because I don't want to see Breeze retire yet. I'm not ready for that, man. I, they have a great roster over there. They can still win with Drew Breeze. They can still win a championship with Drew Breeze over there. I, still, I do believe that. They, I think they need another receiver. Uh, outside of Michael Thomas, because he just gets absolutely peddled with with uh, uh, peddled with uh, targets. So I, I I I do believe in them with, with Drew Brees still. So I think that's what's going to happen. I think Drew Brees actually sticks around one more year. Um, I won't be surprised if he retires. But anyways, the, the the three teams that I had for 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 Teddy Two Gloves was the Bears, who I think is the best option for him. I, I would love to see him under Matt Nagy. I think that's a a, a really good marriage. Um, just because, like I said, it could be Alex Smith two um, or the Colts, or the Panthers. I think the Panthers is, a, Panthers is a good spot right now, too. I know they have Kyle Allen, but, I mean, you bring in another veteran guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who's been under Drew Brees, one of the GOATs, you know, studied him, was picking his brain, watching him at work, at practice every day. And when we, well, how many, there's not much of a better – not many better positions you can be in as a backup quarterback to learn and, and be under a franchise and, and, a, and a GOAT like that. So he's, he's obviously ready for the, for the spotlight. I know he's had his injury – in the past, but he's also when he's when he filled in with with uh, went for for Drew, Drew Brees, he looked really good. So the Bears obviously would be my 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 preferred spot for him, but I could definitely see the Panthers or the the Colts being the destination. Uh, for Teddy, uh, for Teddy, uh, if he if if Drew Brees comes back, I got to go into the Colts. Yeah, that's a so, good spot for any quarterback right now. Yes, so that's a good spot. So that's that's my my pick on Teddy. Okay. Uh, I love Coach Frank Wright. The next quarterback uh, we got on the list is Marcus Mar- Mariota. All right. This is going to shock you guys. The Seahawks make so much sense because it's back in the Northwest where he's, you know, he kind of hailed in Oregon. Um, but more importantly, he fits their system because Russell Wilson, if he was to ever go down, Marcus Mariota is the kind of quarterback with a mobility factor that I think that Pete Carroll can make things work with. I don't think Marcus Mariota by any means could hold the jockstrap of Russell Wilson as an individual player, but he fits that system really, really well. And I could see that actually being a great spot for him. Having said that, I think that there's going to be a team that's going to overspin for him. And I think that team could very well be the Bills. Mm -hmm. Yes, Buffalo has invested a ton in Josh Allen. But he is far from a franchise quarterback right now. And Mariota can provide them much-needed competition for Allen. Just like Mitchell Trubisky, I do believe Josh Allen is better than Mitchell Trubisky. But Josh Allen right now, as it currently stands, has Matt fucking Barkley behind him. There is no competition for Josh Allen. And Josh Allen, we saw him in the playoffs absolutely shit his pants against a secondary that he had no business shitting his pants against in the Texans. Absolutely choked that game away. The Bills cannot afford to have more seasons like that because they've been building this team now for five years. And this team is now around Josh Allen good enough 
to not only be in the playoffs, but go deep in the playoffs, in my opinion. Trevor, you're big on the Bills early in the year, too. Yep. Yep. Um, this coming season. I think I think I think Marcus Mariota would be one hell of a backup. I'm, I'm addressing that. He would be a backup no matter where he goes. For sure. So I think it's either gonna be in this, I think it's either gonna be Seattle or Buffalo. One one extreme or the other, as East Coast and West Coast are concerned. Initially it comes to my mind when I think of Marcus Mariota is I think I think the Titans are gonna do what they can to keep him there. Um, I think they're gonna try to turn him into their Taysom Hill. Uh, dude, they're already kind of doing that even in the playoffs. Yeah. We would have him do Wildcat, run a Wildcat just like Taysom Hill would do. Yeah, they're gonna have to pick up that option though, and I, that's not gonna be cheap. So you're gonna have a basically an eight and eight to yeah, ten million dollar. Yeah, well, I mean, see how much they spend on on, on Derrick Henry too, because he's gonna cost a pretty penny. Yeah, um, I don't know. That's just what initially comes to my mind when I first thought about it. I haven't put too much thought about it and worried about. Too I mean, much we're talking about, about a backup quarterback. Marcus yeah. goes. Yeah, so I don't think we're gonna see much of him next year either way. Yeah. Um, the bills could definitely happen. Uh, you know, another mobile, uh, quarterback that can run the same scheme, obviously not as big and as tough as their starting quarterback is there, Josh Allen. But, um, yeah, I mean the bills possibly, but I think I was at, like I said, I think the Titans are going to try to do what they can to, to keep him around and see if they keep him on the cheap, which I don't, I know the option could be pricey, but. Yeah, I mean, he's 26 years old. Just because of the draft capital, but. Teams still might believe in the guy. I don't know. Like, I think there's going to be somebody that overspends on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows, man? We see we see shitty quarterbacks get big contracts all the time. Yep. Is he really that much worse than Jared Goff? I don't know. No, I don't think Jared so. Jared Goff's one of the top five paid quarterbacks in this league, so that should tell you right there. So, I mean, anything can happen, man, the parody in this league. So, yeah, Marcus Mariota, I don't really big care at all. So. You guys might be shocked on this. Well, you're going to be shocked. Let's hear it. If Matt Moore retires – I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs pick him up as a backup quarterback. Yeah. We, we saw what I Andy, wouldn't hate that. We see what we saw what Andy Reid did yeah. with Alex Smith. He, he was limited to that. So if Patrick Mahomes wants to go down, yeah, we know what we can get out of Mariota. Yeah, it's Andy Reid. You know he can get the best out of any quarterback. So if Matt Moore was to, to retire, or I don't know if he's going to retire. He's stupid if he did. He has a perfect job right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. he just, but I mean, he was retired, came back, yeah. won a Super Bowl ring, dude. Now Epic. he can go. Now he can just go back and retire. Epic, you know, and be yeah. like, all right, just right off the sunset. Yeah. sunset. The only so, the only way I see that happening is is rain. if because of the fact that Chiefs are going to be focusing so much money on key players. Yeah. The only way I see that happening is if Marcus Moto Marcus Mariota wants to come to Kansas City yeah. as a backup. I think Marcus Mariota wants to be a starter in this league. So I'd be shocked. Right, I get that. I'm just saying that there's going to be a team I think out there that's going to spend the money to bring Marcus in because they don't think their quarterback may have what it takes oh, to I, withstand the full I season. You, so but yeah, I, but that's interesting. I yeah. like it. Who's All next? Right. Next, we got uh, good old AFC West, uh, Philip Rivers. A oh, former AFC West. Yeah, <laughs> former. Former. He gone. Mister Mister Rivers. Mister Rivers. Um. Yeah, for me, there's. I know that everyone's speculating. They're talking about the Buccaneers could be an opportunity, like I said before, with Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'll entertain it because I think Bruce Arians likes Philip Rivers. I think Arians thinks he can win with anybody, even a 38, soon to be 39 year old quarterback. Air it out. I think Philip Rivers is going to the Colts. I think that that is a perfect situation for both sides because of the fact that Frank Reich automatically gets himself a veteran quarterback that's still got ability, can throw the ball downfield, which is T.Y. Ty, Ty, Hilton's absolute bread and butter. Um, they have a young nucleus around him. Having a leader like him, and he's an incredible. I don't care what anybody says. Phil Rivers is an incredible Ultimate leader. Everybody loves that dude. Yeah. Ultimate competitor. He stays in the AFC. He's in the dome where he doesn't have to deal with any inclement weather. If you know, moving from the warm LA area, you well, wouldn't he, have to go play on the snow very often. Wouldn't have to in Florida either. Well, my point though is that there's other teams out there that are going to try to fit him in. You know, yeah. they're more than likely they're going to be playing in cold weather in he's a November, good, solid January. Pickup for any team. Man. So I, I do think that's the one that makes the most sense. He's a he's a gap filler for the Colts. I think they're going to try to you know work it out to get it, you know their next franchise quarterback in the next couple seasons. And I think that's what happens. Yeah, uh, I actually think he goes to the Bucks, but I do think the 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 the, the Colts are right there. 
Um, I, I would love to see him with Frank Reich as a, that, I think that would be a big upgrade for them. Um, just for having his brain and with, like you said with T.Y. Hilton, that would be a I, they would be a really good deal duo oh, with, yeah. that, with that go route and the speed of T.Y. Hilton. Um, and T.Y. Hilton, I, in my mind, has elite capabilities. Um, and he's a lot faster and and more of a dicer dice up your defense and break your defense's back type of player than Keenan Allen ever was. Um, but I just think the Bucks makes a lot of sense just with the Jameis issues. Who knows with his vision issues uh, with Arians? I think him and Arians would get along, and they have a good relationship already. They know each other really well. Um, for and, and supposedly Philip Rivers moved his whole family to Florida, so that's kind of a factor too. I mean, if he's living out there, that kind of would kind of make some sense. So um, yeah, my, my pick is the Buccaneers, but the Colts are definitely in play. <laughs> my pick, you guys gonna be shocked on this one too. My pick's gonna be New England. Holy why? shit! Okay. Why? Because they're moving from from a team leader, like you guys said. He is a very very competitive, and, and he's a great team leader. Yeah. And and I think if you want a short term answer for for New England, going from a, a great quarterback to another good quarterback, mm-hmm. a solid quarterback, to give you time enough time to to pick up a quarterback in the draft or kind of kind of work you know, a couple of years and kind of work a trade or something for another quarterback. So some, somebody that comes up in the free agency or something. So I, I can see him, uh, I can see him going to New England. Just I would that. love to have five interceptions off Philip Rivers in a Patriots <laughs> uniform. That'd be, that'd be amazing. He could probably throw more interceptions in a game than Brady threw all season last year. <laughs> He's me checking down to James White all game. Dude. You know, that's and you say, dad gummit. All right. Who's next? Next is uh good old Cowboy, Dak Prescott. I'm going to make this one short and sweet. Cowboys figure it out. I, I think they're going to end up overpaying him more than they want to for a mixture of reasons. He's he's the best opportunity, the best option they have. He's 26 years old. He's not great. He's really good. And uh, I think that he's going to get himself a massive deal. Yeah, I think Dak is a – a, a better than good quarterback in this league. I think he's. A, I think I know. I know. I think he. I think he's growing. Yes. I think we've seen. He had a really good year this past season. I think he's oh, gotten progressive. Forty nine hundred yards. Yeah, I think he's and he's very good with his legs. He's a strong, big kid, and and, he, and he's young with the nucleus of Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott, and they all get along. That's important, man. You can't just bring like there was like rumors about Tom Brady coming there. Uh, I didn't buy that shit whatsoever. That makes no and he sense. has Jerry Jones's back, right? His, so I, yeah. I think I think they'll meet in the middle somewhere and he'll get a, a, a good deal done. He's not. He can't expect to get paid like the best. I mean, he will get paid good handsomely, but I I, th- I definitely believe he sticks around. Well, I was reading somewhere that uh, the Cowboys organization as a whole were kind of too fond of uh, his comments about him not showing up to any mm-hmm. any kind of thing. This uh, when when OTAs and all that's like a bullshit. Things. I mean, yeah. But I do see him staying at Cowboys, and, yeah. and I do think they're gonna. It makes too much pay, sense to keep him there. Pay way more than what they want to. Yep. Want to pay him. Uh, next, we got uh, Drew Brees. It's very simple. If he does continue to play football, it will be in a Saints uniform. Yeah. I don't even think we need to speculate on that. He's not going to move his family across the country anywhere else. He is one of the he's one of the greatest quarterbacks that has ever lived, and he has made his career in New Orleans. There's no reason in the world for him to stay yeah, or one go anywhere best, else. One of the best human beings, period, that, that's ever graced this, the, the shield. Um, loved Drew Brees to death as a person, as a player, as a competitor, everything, man. Um, if he doesn't retire, he's going to be a Saint. You know, even I can even see this guy like taking a backseat and let someone else start for a couple games. I, the guy is like the nicest dude I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, like I said, if like Lance said, if he if he's still in the league, he's going to be a saint. You know, even if he's on the coaching staff, this guy's going to stick around. If he's going to be a sticking around the league, he's going to be a saint. That's he owes his whole career to. He won a chip there. You know, but I definitely I think he's going to play again, and they're going to be a competitive team again this next season. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. Uh, if he does play, I, I think it's gonna be with the Saints. Uh, but if he does retire, I, I think it's gonna be more because of the surgery he just happened for sure. His, yeah. His hand. So, 
Oh, we got one more name, Eddie. What's what's who's oh, the who's the guy? We got one more name. Why? One more name. <laughs> Udomas. All right, the last person we're gonna talk about is gonna be none other than good old Tom. Look, I, 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 I've said it. I've said it from the very beginning, and I'm gonna stick with it. Jesus I think it Christ. makes so much sense for the ticket sales side and the warm weather being in the big city, having weapons, having a defense. I think Tom Brady's coming to the Chargers. You're I think high. it's going to happen. It's at L.A. Like yeah. I said, that you can list it all out. We've already talked about it before. I don't need to take any more of your guys' time to explain it. I think it makes a fuck ton of sense. The only thing that sucks is you going to have to play in Mahomes' backyard, which is the AFC West. That's the only downside of it. Outside of that, if it was in any other division, I think we'd all be sitting here presumptively thinking and assuming that was going to happen. So what no, do you think, The Drew? only thing that sucks is the Chargers and that franchise. They don't run shit over there. They've never been able to put shit together. Anyways, besides that, yeah, I mean, bring over an older and a more less mobile quarterback. I'm all for that into our division. Please do. Um, I hope that happens. Uh, I think he stays in New England. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think they figure like just we just talked about with Dak. I just it doesn't make much sense for Tom Brady to go find new scenery anywhere at this age. Just and, and go get and, you know become a part of a new system, a new scheme. You know, he's Josh McDaniels is still in New England. It just makes sense for him to stick around with his crew. And he's known all these years. He's got jewels there. He's got all these, you know, everybody there still. I just that are all like sixty nine years old yeah, now. Yeah, they can all sixty nine each other and stick around. And you know, this it, it makes too much sense for him to stay around. <laughs> have James White there. Um, I'm gonna have to suspend suspend you both. <laughs> hey, We're all going to HR. I'll bring the sex, baby. I don't know, dude. Like, I just it makes too much sense. Everybody for get pregnant. <laughs> naked. I'm naked right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tom, Bur- Tom Brady's gonna be a, a Patriot next year. Uh, yeah, he's going to be a Patriot dictionary. All right. Well, I'm gonna, one retire. more name real quick. Cam Newton's going to stay in Carolina, in my opinion. Oof. I think that, I think that happens. I, I think, think the Bears is a good spot, too, though. But. I think Cam Newton goes to the Chargers. <sighs> he could go anywhere. And we could keep talking about this. That's what I'm saying. He, I think he stays. Honestly, I, I think Matt Rule wants to win. Cam, to Cam me, Newton gives him the best Cam chance to win right now. quarterback in the market right Cam now. Cam Newton. I think he he's going into the He's got a heel, though. He's got a heel. He's the only guy that can go in and change the Chargers, you're going into an indoor stadium. Yeah, I mean – I would like to see him with the Bears, but that defense and you know uh, Allen Robinson, that's man, that's a good that's a good core there. And, and Matt Nagy, I think we could get the best out of Cam Newton. I would that was like a good segment, boys. RPO. If you guys, if you guys have anything you want to add to that, let us know uh, in the comments on the on Facebook or on the Twitter page. Man, hit us up. Let us know where you guys think these quarterbacks are going to end up. I definitely don't think Marcus Mariota will be in Kansas City. Sorry to disappoint all the Mariota fans and Eddie, <laughs> but we're gonna take a quick break when we get back. I need to address something with uh, Chiefs fans out there. We need to understand that although Mahomes is the best and he's he's the greatest thing that's ever happened to us, there has to be more around him than just himself in order for them to continue to win. What? Sounds common sense, but I'm gonna actually have to break this one down. We'll be we'll be back to this after this. Casey Hemp Company, your most trusted CBD provider in Kansas City, shipping nationwide. Ancient plant for a new age health. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Casey Hemp Co. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number three. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the Foolish Club Studios with my guys Trevor Twidwell. Yo, yo, yo. And Eddie, Eddie Ortiz. I don't know what to say. Just say yo, yo, yo twice. <laughs> Double down. Stole your line. <laughs> Copyright. See, HR's going to be busy as fuck this week, man. God, we're we, 51 episodes. That's it. Like, that's a wrap. Yeah, that that's a wrap, wrap dude. <laughs> we didn't make it to. to oh, I mean, years. shit. You guys are laughing, but I just got to say, we'll be back to this after this. <laughs> So anybody that's so, laughing, just understand I deserve all of it for sure, man. Hit us, <laughs> hit us up on the. Slow down with that water, Lance. I'm gonna take another <laughs> drink. So I had this tweet. 
from a fan yesterday on Twitter. At, by the way, it's at Lance, at Lance the Spoken. Um, anyway, th- this Chiefs fan responded to something I had tweeted out regarding the Chris Jones situation. And this fan's uh, statement was, quote, the dynasty is Patrick Mahomes, nothing else matters, end quote. Look, you're, you're not going to find someone on this rock known as Earth that will sing the praises of Mahomes like Whitney Houston more than me. But this is simply an irresponsible and, quite frankly, a false mentality as a fan of this team to have. Look, Mahomes was the MVP in 2018, but if you remember correct, correctly, the, the team fell short because he didn't have an adequate defense. Reason why his legacy changed the very next season when the defense wasn't historically bad. He's what matters the most, but this idea that he's all that matters simply isn't true. Although his talent separates him from the rest, Mahomes needs a team in order to win. And I want to get your guys' thoughts on this because I, I think we play this dangerous game sometimes too, You know, being content providers, if you will, where we praise Patrick Mahomes so much that it almost gives out this false sense of reality where we don't need anything else. We got Patrick Mahomes. And, and it's fun to say those things because he's that great right. and he makes it look that easy and he is the ultimate difference maker. I don't want to be a hypocrite because I said the week leading into the Super Bowl that the you know the matchup ends begins and ends with Patrick Mahomes. But there is so much more to it. That is why Patrick Mahomes only has one ring right now, not two, because of the difference in defense and defensive mentality that this team had from one year to the next. So for us to sit here and pretend like not even just Chris Jones, but any of these players that have played a contributing role to the team's success is not as important because they're not, their name doesn't end beginning in with Patrick Mahomes. Mm. I think that's very dangerous. How do you, what do you guys think about the idea of something like that? Eddie, go ahead. With the, with the whole Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. the whole dynasty thing, you need you need you need more play. We we got done talking earlier. We need we need we need we need just to surround this guy with players. Yeah. You can't just yes, uh, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. Yes, he he's a fucking phenomenal player, but you cannot just rely on one single player. Right. And I'm gonna compare this to a little bit of soccer because soccer is it's a lot of a lot of that relying on one single player. Uh, you once that player goes let let let's say. Any kind of injury happens, anything happens to, to this guy, he can't, you know, he can't play the, the following week. He can't, you're screwed. You, you have no, nothing else to, to, to give as a, as a anything. We saw it last year. Patrick Wong made it to the playoffs. What happened at the end? Uh, AFC Championship. What happened? We had D4 uh, uh, lined up off sides. Yep. Patrick Mahomes was by himself last season. He had no help from the defense. Well, the offense was by themselves, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, but I'm saying it was it yeah. was Patrick Mahomes and the offense. Ironically, the only shining light on the defensive side was who? Chris Jones with 15 and a half yeah, exactly. sacks. Yeah. Oh, Just boy. funny how that worked out. <laughs> like, imagine that defense without Chris Jones. Well, sure. D4 had well, a good year, too. He had a good year, but I'm saying who stood out. It was clearly sacks. Chris Jones. When, when he was D4, an all-pro. D4, it was kind of like, okay, he's he he contract year. because of he Chris Jones. Yeah. I, I think D4 was more of a contract year than anything else because yeah. we – Yes, we saw him with the 49ers, but he wasn't as great as, you know. The point remains, yes. Point, you need you need cast around Patrick Mahomes. You need to surround this guy with with talent if possible. You cannot yeah. just rely on one single player. And, and I, I, I love Chiefs fans, and I get how you're so hyped with Patrick Mahomes, but you cannot 
rely on just Patrick right. We don't want to downplay it. We're not trying to sit here and we're say not, like don't no, praise no, Patrick the way he does. He is he is put a it, future yeah, Hall of Famer. Be realistic with it. Be realistic with it. I mean, with it. Look, yeah. Look at look at the history of the NFL. Greats like Drew Brees, one ring. Greats like Aaron Rodgers, one, one ring. ring. Brett Favre. I mean, one I ring. mean, I mean. Let's get honest. I love Peyton Manning to death. One of the biggest Peyton Manning fans ever. One of my one of my all time favorite players in NFL history. He he really only won one on his back. He got carried in that last one. That defense was all time. That defense was all time, and he was not good that year. Let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah. You're you're before from fucking. uh, He had a major neck injury coming up. Yeah, he had that neck injury coming back from that. So he obviously was a little hobbled. He wasn't himself, but he still had the brain. So they obviously with that defense and his brain combined, that was a Super Bowl team. And we saw what Patrick Mahomes could do with somewhat of a defense. We're not going to sit here and say they were a great defense. We're not guaranteed to get back there again. We're not guaranteed to get back. Well, and look at other greats. You you mentioned some of the other names, Trevor, but a lot of people praise Joe Montana as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and you know because he won four times. Surrounding Cassidy, exactly. People people forget, and most people don't even know. And I bring this up to a lot of folks that are our age in our age range. They don't know this. That in his four Super Bowl victories, Joe Montana, his defense has only allowed an average of 16 points per game. Yeah. What quarterback is not winning four Super Bowls with a defense only giving up 16 points a game? Yeah, most will. There's most will. there's yeah. 15 quarterbacks Joe in today's Flacco, NFL that win Super Joe Bowls Flacco like that. And Dover both did. That's what oh, I'm yeah. saying. So like so I mean, Eli Manning did. Tom yeah. Brady has had top ten defenses throughout his career. Right. Like and he obviously he's he has six rings to show for it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can't just rely on one guy. Like I keep saying, you have to you have to give him a cast. And, big, and, and the biggest part of it is you also need veteran leadership. You need yes. veterans around Patrick Mahomes more than just talent. Because right. you look – okay, imagine this team being stripped of most of the veteran talent they have right now. Right. Imagine Mitchell Schwartz being replaced by a really good, talented right tackle that's fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. You trust in that guy like a Mitchell Schwartz no. to protect Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely Hell not. fucking no. Imagine, the best in the league has imagine if Travis Kelsey got replaced by – uh, what was his name? T.J. Hawkinson. Hunter Henry. Ha- yeah. Hawkinson's really good, right. but he doesn't have the experience and the know-how on how to play and tight end like Travis Kelsey does saw, to get open in space for Patrick Mahomes yeah, right, like right. he we does. We saw Hawkins in the season try to do a hurdle, and he got involved. right. Hunter, Hunter yeah. Henry. Hunter Henry. Same. The, the point. Exactly. The point I'm making with all this is this: is if you replace Chris Jones with another fresh face that's really, really talented, yeah. sure it could pan out. But are we going to sit here with the same argument of saying, well, Patrick Mahomes should have the j- just as good of a chance to win with this guy as opposed to Chris Jones? We know what he is and what he's accomplished. Why make it harder? That's right. my exactly. point. Why so, make it harder? Why? So this is our time to be we, selfish right now. And we saw we saw the first year of Patrick Mahomes starting. He didn't ha- have a defense. We saw what happened yeah. throughout that whole season. You can't just sit here. one of the best like, offenses we've ever seen. Ex- you still couldn't make it, man. Exactly. Yeah. So you can't just sit here and tell me, oh, yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes and that's it. That's, that's all him. Shifting gears just a little bit, shifting gears just a little bit, ESPN NFL writer Dan Graziano uh, came out today with an article, and I, I feel free to read it for yourself. I, I don't want to twist anybody's words. I don't. I want you to read it for yourself so you can hear it and, and, and comprehend it and then get back to us about it. Uh, in this article, he discusses a possible trade scenario involving Chris Jones being sent to the Colts for, quote, a second-round pick and more, end quote, saying it would, quote, make sense, end quote. Makes sense to who? The Colts? Look, I don't want to be the guy that, you know, it, it, I don't I don't mean to sound like the irrational fan here that overvalues the players on his favorite team. But are we really going to kid ourselves into thinking that Chris Jones isn't worth at least a first-round pick? I, yeah. I, I just listed the five facts earlier of Chris Jones that no one can combat or ignore. 
He is just as good, if not better, than Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Do you really think the Rams would trade Aaron Donald to the Buccaneers, for for instance, for a second round pick and quote more? I mean, look what the Ravens got for Cole. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And the only way I'm even entertained, I'm glad you brought that up. The only way I'm even entertaining a Chris Jones trade is if these two things play in the, the, the factor in this whole thing. One, the Chiefs get offered a Khalil Mack type of return, which was two first round picks, a future third and a sixth round pick. Yes, yeah, foundation. right. And number two, yeah. number two, it has to be offered from an NFC team. I am not going to trade Chris Jones to the AFC. I feel like AFC teams have more to offer, though, with the Raiders, yeah, the yeah, Colts. The, the Colts. Yeah. I, look, I man, you're, you're not trading him to the Raiders. There's you're no chance the in Raiders. hell they would trade I'm him to the saying, Raiders. I'm just saying, those, those are the two teams that are desperate enough right now. I have the most And the Raiders do have two, two first-round picks and, this year. And yeah. I know the outrage will follow me with demanding all that, but let's let's look at this for a second. I don't know any NFC team that has that. Mac, Khalil Mack plays an outside Plays an outside rush, whereas Joan plays the interior rush. Right, right, right. An outside pass rush is usually more likely or more valuable to teams and have a higher market as far as overall sure, value. Sure. But over the last two seasons, Khalil Mack has accumulated 21 sacks and eight passes defended, mm-hmm. while Chris Jones has accumulated 24 and a half sacks and sacks nine passes season. defended, not to mention a handful of swats in the yeah. Super Bowl, yeah. which is Khalil Mack's never done, whether 15, it's his fault or not. 15 sacks in one season as a 15 and a half. Yeah, yeah, and he had 11 straight games with a sack. As a defensive tackle. Chris Jones is up there with Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald. And I I know I keep saying that, but I want people to really get that in their head. Chris Jones, if he was on on a team on the East or West Coast, this guy would be praised just like an Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack. No doubt. If you're going to trade him, demand the same in return. Because think about this. The Chiefs have all the freaking leverage in this situation. Yep, yep. They can franchise tag him, play him out another year. Yep. They can franchise tag him again after that. Yep. They can st- sign him long term. We broke this all down at the beginning. The Chiefs wouldn't just be trading Tris- Tris- Chris Jones for a free- weak-ass return, but would rather be trading him to a potential contender in the AFC when it comes to the Colts. Right. That's why I'm not okay well, with it because the Colts, no. the Colts are not far away from mm-hmm. contending in the AFC, whether it's for the AFC being as as, – as, Diluted as it is right now, or the fact that they're just one piece away to really Especially put this thing together. Rivers or somebody like, yeah. Why would you sure. significantly improve a co- competitive neighbor when you're just trying to build a dynasty? To me, this move would make zero sense. Trevor, what do you think? I mean, I, you kind of already heard what I said, man. I, I, the guy's production speaks for itself. At that, at, at, at being such a rarity as he is at that position, having edge rusher statistics as a defensive tackle is unreal, man. You know, you, you, those are the guys you pay. Those are the guys you, like you said, if we do end up giving him away, it's got to be in the NFC. The only reason I brought up the the the, the, the chart or the, the, the Colts Raiders. and the Raiders because those two teams, obviously, the, the, especially the Colts, they've been saving up shit for like yeah, two straight seasons. Pay. They have over they have, $90 million in cap space. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Chris Ballard obviously knows what he's doing. He's ready to splurge. He's ready to let it go and, and go get some guys. And Chris Jones will be a pillar for any team right now. And obviously for the Chiefs, he was a pillar for us to win the Super Bowl. So obviously I want to hold on to him. I want to be on this roster and run this shit back. But if we do, if we do let him go, there's no way I want to let him go and see him that season or the next season after that. I don't want to see him because that guy is a guy that will terrorize any team, especially when he has motivation to face you, the team that had him and could have kept him, but let him walk. You know, and then he has a bigger chip on his shoulder than he already does now because he doesn't want to get franchise tagged. But I, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, you want you want to ship him off to NFC if we do ship him off. But my my plan, if I'm the Chiefs, is to keep the guy around. Like I said, I, I don't give a fuck. You can talk about draft picks. You can talk about all that. But yeah. like I said earlier. Those are all unknowns. If, if I'm the Chiefs, I would sit with his rep and the player in a room, and I would not leave that room until we got a, a, a deal. Mm-hmm. I, I You can speculate all about draft picks. You can speculate. I don't care. 
That that I'm not even I'm not even contemplating that. That's not even in my 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 train of thought. That's not even crossing my mind. Mm. It, it's either a deal is gonna get done or it has to get done. Like that. That's well, yeah, just the, the thing is with Chris Jones is we, his personality. He obviously made it very evident that he wants money. What, yeah. Obviously, because he held out until you know he had he absolutely had to be there this past off season. And he also wants to run it back with the Chiefs. He loves being here. He loves he loves where he's at. He loves the oh, fans. Yeah. He's entrenched here. He has soda made here. He has T-shirts all over the place here. You know, he has a brand that he's building here, and the fans love him. So he wants both of those things. It's just I, I, it really comes down, I think, to the Chiefs organization to to pull the trigger and to pay two defensive linemen uh, twenty million a year. No other team and, is doing that. So, so that's, that's to, to that point. Be, to that point, real yeah. quick. When you when we talk about you know no other team has. You know, two guys making a hundred million dollars on the defensive line in the NFL. Right. That is true. Mm-hmm. But look at something else that because the Chiefs are under, under this Andy Reid slash Brett Veach regime, mm-hmm. they've been extremely aggressive, and sometimes it almost seems like they're being overly aggressive, so especially with contracts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sammy Watkins is probably what the third option in this offense, and and this dude, yeah. this dude is currently going to be owed 20 plus million dollars this next season right now he's not going to see that my point though no. is the chiefs knew what they were doing with that contract it was extremely lucrative yes he did pass up money to come here instead of the the dallas cowboys but the dude still made his money and that's my point is that for the the, the chiefs knew sammy watkins coming in here was not going to be the bell cow mm-hmm. he was not going to be the guy that was going to be leading this team in receptions and touchdowns it wasn't going to be that but they still paid him like a top tier wide receiver so my point though is that most teams wouldn't make that move. Most teams would not pay Sammy Watkins the mo- the money the Chiefs did in order for him to be a third option. Right. So it's not crazy as much when you consider that to say, well, Chris Jones is the best defender on this defense, and yes, Frank Clark is making his money, but it makes sense in that context because Chris Jones is the best player He's on this defense, whereas Sammy Watkins right. is the third to fifth best player on the offense. Right. So you have to really like bring all this together. The Chiefs do things a lot differently. Everybody talks about how the Patriots, you got to do things the Patriot way. You can't do things the Patriot way. Why? Because you don't have Bill Belichick. Well, the Chiefs do things the Chiefs way, and other people can't do things the Chiefs way because you don't have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the guys around surrounding them right now. No cheating it's involved. different. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's yeah. touche. Yeah. But the point remains is we can do things the way we can do things because we have the assets available to do so. Sure. Other teams are trying to catch up. So we got to quit looking around. And trying right. to figure out, man, who do we model ourselves against now? Or, or, you know, towards now. Maybe we're model yourself up. against yourself. Model right. yourself as you, because right. this is what got you to where you're at. And maybe we're setting a new standard too. Exactly. Case, there's always that's how sports and life works. Man. There's always a new. Yep. Yes, we got to quit looking at things so negatively. New, yes, when it comes to paying new money, trails being blazed. Yes, everywhere you look. When it comes to paying these players big money, it's not a negative thing. Right. Yes. Paying Patrick Mahomes is going to make things trickier as far as bringing in free agent talent. Yeah. Is it going to make things impossible? No. no. Even when you sign Chris Jones, it's not going to make things more impossible. It's just going to make things a little bit – it's not even – I don't even want to say tougher. It's just more of a challenge from the aspect of, hey, do you really want to play in Kansas City? Okay, well, you're going to have to take this money. Look, again, I just brought up Sammy Watkins, and it's the same example. Sammy Watkins knew he wasn't going to make the money he, he made in Dallas. Why did he come to Kansas City? He wanted to play with Patrick Mahomes. Chris Jones absolutely wants to play Maybe. in Kansas City, but also wants to make to make his money. So therefore, look at that. If Chris Jones was a free agent right now and he played somewhere else the last four seasons, mm-hmm. you don't think the Chiefs are looking at him? You don't. You don't think if he right now he'd never played a snap for the Chiefs up to this point, and he's twenty five years old out there on the free agent market right now, right? 
you're going to tell me right now the Chiefs would not put their hat in the ring for Come Chris here, Jones. Yeah. That's exactly my point. You have him in-house. Yep. You have a 25-year-old superstar at a key position in a Spagnuolo-led defense. Why in the blue hell would you let that guy walk, even if you have to pay him $100 million along with Frank Clark? Because they benefit off of each other. You saw it. If the Chiefs wouldn't have won the Super Bowl, and if Chris Jones wouldn't have played the way he did in the right. Super Bowl, you would have yourself an argument. There is no argument. Letting Chris Jones walk or trading Chris Jones is not a dynasty move. This team is built and ready to win a dynasty or to be a dynasty. Why in the hell would you let a key asset to that dynasty walk out the door, even for valuable picks? Because like I said, I'm not even entertaining the thought of letting him walk unless I'm getting a Khalil Mack return because Khalil Mack's trade was worth his value. Mm. Chris Jones is just as good as Khalil Mack in today's NFL. Yep. I'm not letting him walk for anything less. And even if that was offered, I'd have to really think about it because, again, this team's better with Chris Jones than without them. And I have been saying this since last offseason when we talked about who we'd rather have, him or Tyreek. I still stand on the side of Chris Jones. I love Tyreek Hill. I've kind of bounced back and forth every once in a while. But I look at the value of what Chris Jones brings. I think it's more than even Chiefs fans realize because you would be surprised how many Chiefs fans have been in my mentions that said, we can let him walk. It's okay. We can replace him. You don't find replacements for guys like Chris Jones just standing around. That's why they're special. Yeah, go ask all the quarterbacks that have faced Chris Jones if they fear that guy. He's one of the most, he's one of the most feared guys. Anybody, any quarterback that's lined up next to him or obviously opposite him is pointing at him when they're doing their, their audibles or their, their pre-snap, oh, yeah. pre-snap adjustments. They're like, uh, 95, watch this big fucker. Yeah, that's, the, that's, the, that's what happens. You see it. You saw in Tom Brady's eyes. The dude's, the dude's gone against the best. Dude, Br- Tom Brady's catheter was full by the second <laughs> quarter of that game. To, to me, I, I think it all comes down to what the CBA and Patrick Mahomes Absolutely. is going to want to do. Uh, I, well, I, I, you, that, can, you, can still, you can still pay both of them, yeah. uh, Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes. But I don't know if, if Patrick Mahomes really wants money. Yeah. You could possibly <laughs> wait one more year. If it, if eventually, get more. Pat's money. a good look, guy, but the, I mean, the Chiefs look. Look, if but, we're gonna answer that question real yeah, quick, Patrick. Yeah. If, if the Chiefs are trying to save as as much money as they possibly can with Patrick Mahomes, you pay him right now. Yeah, you give him another no. season, and then the CBA hits yeah, and kicks in again, where the salary cap goes up. You're talking about paying him that's astronomical amounts of money. That's what Pat probably wants. That's, a, it, that's my point, though. But if I'm the Chiefs, like, yeah. see, we're I, this no, is no, going to no, be something we can definitely talk about as the, the lock goes down. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but I'm saying like, sure. it's, a, it's just a whole bunch of fucking numbers right, right. mixture. It, it's just crazy. And we don't have much time to get this shit done too. Exactly. A lot of stuff's got to get done pre-draft. The point is, is that they can make both work. Yeah, obviously, yeah. That's the point. Different ways, and there's ways to do it. Like I said, you you cut ties. You finally cut ties with Dustin Colquitt. You don't resign Daniel Sorensen. You don't resign Kendall Fuller. Those are guys you can replace. Yeah. Okay, you get Frank Clark to agree to restructure his deal to where he adds another year or two to his contract, kind of like how Anthony Hitchens did a, a couple seasons mm-hmm. ago or last offseason, rather. Yeah, stretch it out. You, you, yes, you stretch those contracts out, take a little bit of the blowback from the right. cap hit and things of that nature. You open up a little bit more salary cap. You get either Sammy Watkins to significantly come down from his money, or you say, "Hey, Sammy, Frank Clark. Yeah. we love you to death." Sammy, Sammy Watkins, I say, yeah, Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins. Yep. You absolutely, you get him to bring it down, or you say, hey man, go make your money elsewhere. You're not going to do it here. <coughs> Sorry, Kansas City. It's just, trade him, though, it's right? not going to happen. No, yeah, they can cut him. They can cut him. Yeah. How, how much of a hit would that be? If they cut, if they cut Sammy Watkins, it would save them fourteen million dollars. Okay. Yeah. So you're talking about seven? I think it's a seven million dollar cap hit that they, they're seven million against the cap that they would still have to eat 
even yeah. without him. And that's, Eric Berry's still making money off this team, for Christ's sake. Yeah. He's going to make money for one more season with this Chiefs team. I think it's $8 million. It's going towards his spirit fund. Yeah. Hopefully his spirit's better. Like um, but the, here, the, the, the point is this, man, and I really hope Chiefs fans are hearing this loud and fucking clear. This team needs Chris Jones. Yep. It's not – yes, it all starts with Patrick Mahomes. We are all fully aware of that. It's why we have had so much fun doing this show all the, throughout this entire season because of Patrick Mahomes. We get that. But we also remember the times when Patrick Mahomes got hurt and we needed the defense to step up with yeah. a backup quarterback, and they did that. Yeah. Beating a big-time team like the Minnesota Vikings and hanging tough with the Packers. You needed guys like Chris Jones. And he stepped up in the biggest game of his entire career. Yeah, I mean, as much as we want to talk about the impact that Mahomes has on the on the, the team in general, but the offense especially, that's as close as an impact on defense you're going to get is, is in Chris Jones as far as the, 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 the amount of impact that you get on both sides of the field. He's the Mahomes of the defense. I know we want to talk about Matthew making plays, but Chris Jones is the oil that, that – lubricates that entire all the gears of the defense he's the one that sets the tone he's the hype guy he's the one that's up there you know banging his fists against each other out there scaring the quarterbacks getting each other getting in their heads obviously you want to keep him and frank clark together and that's chemistry what all comes down chemistry to and camaraderie are bigger than people realize Absolutely. and and you mess Especially with that hands, yeah. yeah i mean like again you the, the chiefs there is the possibility they let him they they trade him away right and you use picks to bring his replacement and it's cheaper very very fair that could happen but again, what did I start this entire episode risk. with? It's a bigger risk, though. The yeah. question was, what do you think is more likely? Chris Jones being Chris Jones for the next three to five years, mm-hmm. or you find that replacement within the next couple of seasons that can give you what Chris Jones will give you for the next even, three to five he, years. He's even getting better. He still has room to improve. That's the scariest shit about him as an individual. It, if, if he was older, we're not even yeah. having this conversation. Like, look, he served his purpose. Thank you, Chris Jones. We, we're going to miss you, man. You'll forever be you know, chief Hall of Famer, all this other stuff. We'll, we'll just we'll paint it beautifully, right? We'll, we'll talk about him forever. You know, It'll be Chiefs lore, right? But that's not the situation. This dude is a budding superstar. He's Like Trevor just said, he is getting better. I think he can get yes, better. Yes, yes. And he's got this window of opportunity. The Chiefs have this window of opportunity. Do we believe the Chiefs are going to win You know, for the next 10 to 15 years? Yes, I do believe that. I do think that they could be the class of the AFC and the class of the NFL for the next decade plus. Right. But also know this. The Chiefs have a significant opportunity to reel a few more championships over the next couple of seasons, and Chris Jones has everything to do with that. Just as much as any player on this team not named Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Go down the list right now. He has just as much value to this team as a, in my opinion, Impact, as a yeah. Tyree Kill, mm-hmm. as a Tyron Matthew, as a Frank Clark, as an individual player. Yes, some of those guys have leadership qualities that maybe Chris Jones doesn't have, and we can start to tinker with that. And we can start talking about that. But as an individual player, when it comes to on-field contribution, impact, yeah, impact, yes, Chris Jones. If any player not named Patrick Mahomes may have have may has may have just as much value than anybody else, and I say that very confidently because again, when the lights shine the brightest, when it was in Miami and they needed him, a second yep. and five, Jimmy G has a wide open wide receiver who bats that shit down, yep. Chris yep. Jones. You cannot ignore those facts. People were getting concerned. You know, he gets hurt in the playoffs. You know, maybe he'll become a shell of himself when the big games come. That dude was swinging that thing helicopter style when it came to the big games. I mean, he was giving a nice little win because I heard it was a little wind. I heard it was, was, was a little hot out there in Miami, so he was, you know, he was giving, he was fanning him off a little bit. Yeah, there was some moisture in the air too. So, 
in all of that. If you still, if, if you're still, if you're still on the side that thinks Chris Jones needs to be traded, and you think that the team would would fare better without Chris Jones, you yeah. think that getting picks and accumulating picks because the Chiefs only have five right now is the better move. That's your right. That's your prerogative. But from a standpoint of a dynasty, from a standpoint of wanting to win several championships over the next several seasons, for me, the best bet is to keep Chris Jones right where he's at, pay him his money, pay him what he's worth, and let him ride into the sunset with a few more championships. And if he's at 28, 29 years old, picks up his player option, decides to go somewhere else at that point, man, hey, hell yeah, congratulations. Go make your money. Retire somewhere else. That's the business. That's the the nature of the beast. That stuff's going to happen. But right now, for the next three to five years, I don't want him to go anywhere else outside of the 816 or the 913 area code. That's where I'm going to leave that. I can agree on this. Yep. For sure, we're gonna leave. We're yeah, gonna leave that right there. I, I, hey, chime in, guys. Let us know what you think about this because plenty of people are in my mentions right now on Twitter. You can follow us at the Spoken Pod. You can follow me at Lance the Spoken. Um, but we're gonna go right to the Monday Mailbag. Mid Coast Modern is a Kansas City focus on modern, handmade, and small brands. A resource for design-centric home goods, apparel, jewelry, artwork, and limited edition gifts. We support makers, artists from the Mid Coast and bring in goods from makers, artists around the U.S. to offer a unique selection. Mail time. The mail's here. It is time for the Monday Mailbag, where we give you the platform and the opportunity to pretty much just run the show, like I said. It's something we do every single week where you guys give us whatever topics, uh, debates, conversations, statements, or just general questions that you have in the sports world. We like to talk about them, so let's get right to it. Eddie. What is in the Monday mailbag? Oh, we got our first question from Billy Hodge. Good old oh, Billy our guy Billy. It's not a Monday mailbag without, about yeah, Billy Hodge. Without Billy, Good old yeah. Bill. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to answer this as soon as I say the question because I, I want to answer this. What's Brett Veach's next move? Sign Chris Jones. Go Let's. <laughs> oh, Brett Veach has got himself uh, quite an offseason to uh, handle, uh, needless to say. I think uh, it, it all ends in – I think it all comes down to what Andy Reid wants to do. Obviously, I, I always say the power, you know, everything goes through Andy Reid at the end of the day. I think Brett Veach does a lot of the legwork. But, yes, I I think if you're looking at the next move, I mean, Chris Jones obviously is going to be a big move. I think that one's – it's going to take a little bit, though. Um, before the draft, I think, though, we will figure out what that they're going to do with Chris Jones, obviously. Yeah, I think that has to be the first move he makes? I don't know if it's going to be that's the first like, move. I think that's like the question. I, I feel like that's the question. Well, okay, if, if, if the first big move, then yeah, it's going to be what you do with Chris Jones. Um, but I do think that they're going to try to open up some cap space okay. before they do anything with Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I think, yes, I think you're going to look at, you're going to see Sammy Watkins either get cut or get restructured. I think, I think, yeah, well, yeah, Kendall, Kendall Fuller, I, like I don't, agent, yeah, t- well, yes, yes. And then uh, Frank Clark, I think that they're going to try to restock, they're going to try to re- restructure uh, Frank Clark's deal with the 22 plus million that he's owed this season. I think they're going to try to figure out a way to open up more cap space with that. So I think the first moves that that Brett Beach is going to be making is going to be to clear up some cap space for the guys that they're trying to either re-sign or bring into Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I think we got to figure out. Um, I, I think the last thing we're really going to find out is the specifics on Mahomes and his issues and or not his issues, but his contract and all that. Um, but yeah, Chris Jones has got to be the he's the He's the key cog in what we do moving forward, man, because he's the outside of Mahomes, obviously the biggest name we got to take care of. We all know Mahomes is going to get paid, whether it's this offseason or next. Uh, we don't know about Chris Jones. We don't know if he's going to be a chief this next season. That's the biggest thing that Brett Feach has got to figure out. And I, 
I'm, he's earned my trust as our GM, and um, I believe he's going to make the right decision. And um, either way, regardless, we got to follow his lead. So I, I trust him right now to make the best decisions, and I think he'll take care of Chris Jones. Okay. Our second question is actually – Thank you, Billy. Thank you, Billy. Our second question is actually from uh, our guest today. Mr. Joe Brines, yeah. common deer brand. Okay. Where is he? Does anybody remember we have a baseball team in this city? <laughs> do we? Do we in fact have a baseball team? Can, Joe, can you confirm that for us on the off? off okay. <laughs> I heard we have a really good bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> have a great bullpen. Yeah, that's what I heard. a lot of depth. Last time I heard. <laughs> are we? Are we talking like uh, like T-ball or are we, no? I'm kidding. You know, look, <laughs> are the put, T-balls even playing? I, look on this show. I think the last time we really like dedicated an entire segment was with Cody Tap back in uh, shit. I want to say November. It was earlier than that. Yeah, I think for, it was in October. Show, I think, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, friend of the show, friend Cody Tap. Um, he's no longer actually the Royals insider. He has his uh, weekday show, uh, ten to two, I believe. With, uh, Alex Gold, six ten. Yeah. Shout out to Cody for doing that. Uh, Joe, Joe's actually done a segment with us in the past too. With uh, when it comes to Royals, look, I, I'm going to be honest. I think we all could agree that this this show's not going to be geared more towards baseball. Yeah. And, and I think uh, you can't ignore like if the, let's say the Royals go on another big run like they do in 2014, 2015, you're going to be t- we're going to be talking about it on this show. Yeah, you got to be talking about Mookie Betts. But we're not going to be breaking down, you know, it's the third baseman in Double A. It's going to be very difficult for me to do that <laughs> after, because after March Madness, all that shit. Because we're going to have so much more to talk about. Than this. Yeah. <laughs> so to answer, so to answer your question, Joe Bryan's, yes, we. <laughs> We do. We are. We are aware there is a team in existence in the in the eight one six region, but uh, yeah, conversations are going to be very limited on that one. We'll talk, we we'll, love you anyway. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. To, we'll touch on it in September. Shout out to Commandeer. We'll All right. Thanks, Joe Bryant. Yeah. Uh, this next question comes from uh, Brandon Tyler Twidwell. Sounds like a douche. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is. Yeah, but. His question is, besides the Chiefs, what other teams could you see as a dynasty or at least the biggest challenge to the Chiefs for the next decade? Okay, well, if I'm looking from the AFC side of things, there isn't one. Not a single team. There is not a single team in the AFC right now that I think is even close to not only the Chiefs but to a dynasty. Um, There are teams that have pieces that could – get them further in the play. I could see a Deshaun Watson type of team going further in the playoffs the next couple seasons. I could see it. I could see Lamar Jackson having himself a playoff game where he doesn't throw the ball more than 18 times. So they could maybe win a game. I could see, you know, uh, you know, the Colts, like I said, they, they get, they get a good quarterback and they can make a run. There's no dynasty potential in the AFC outside of the chiefs. There just isn't. And, I mean, it's so bad that teams are looking at 43-year-old Tom Brady. Like, that's how bad it is. Um, and the NFC side, though, it is it is a lot different. I think that the 49ers do have something special. I'm not saying that they're going to reel off championships, but I do believe that team is built in a way that could win for the next five-plus years. They have an extremely young roster, and they have a ton of experience already. Yeah. That young roster has so already been in the talent. Super Bowl. So much talent. It's a big thing, man. And we, we crack on Jimmy G a lot and things like that, and I get it because I don't think he's a great quarterback. But the guy did have a pretty damn good season overall, and if he can continue that, let's say he replicates this. Let's say he replicates twenty nineteen all over again. Would it be shocking to you if the Niners got back to the Super Bowl with that team? No, with that coaching staff, I would not be surprised if there's a rematch. That's my that's Absolutely my point, not. man. And, I want that too. And, and not to be short sighted on things, I I don't see the Packers being one of those long term teams. I don't see the Vikings being one of those long term teams. Aging quarterbacks, right, and and that's what I'm saying. There's there's not many teams to answer Brandon's question uh, in the longest possible way, but 
to be honest with you, I don't really see another team that really threatens a potential dynasty besides the Chiefs right now and the entire NFL. But on the NFC side, NFC side, there is more teams that would make more sense to to make that case. I mean, there's been what five total dynasties in the existence of the NFL. You have the Steelers, Cowboys, Patriots, who else? Uh, Niners. So what five total dynasties since the existence of the NFL? So dynasties, dynasties, dynasties don't just come up and. Uh, happen out of nowhere usually you, you kind of see it coming once they they, they, they start that run um there's no other team outside the chiefs that i see that's dynasty worthy right now or has that uh, capability that we can see right now uh the, i think as far as talent goes the niners are definitely a team that could go make a repeat and go back there uh the ravens are definitely a talented team but i don't know if i believe in them to make a run i don't know we don't we there's still there's still some things we gotta learn about lamar jackson i love him as a talent i love him as a person I love him as a overall athlete but as far as a true winning quarterback and big moments we haven't seen it yet so we got to see that first deshaun watson is an absolute winner yeah. um but he's stuck in a bad position he's got talent on the offensive side but the defense is spotty and it's a poorly coached and poorly ran organization that i think he's best if he finds another way, a way to get out of there if you if i'm being honest well and plus there's something to be said about the fact that there's such a changing of the guard in the nfl right, right now uh, yeah, if close. you look at if you look at the dynasty of this the last 20 years they're starting to go away now mm. and you know outside of him i mean joe flacco was the only other quarterback that was active in the in the AFC side that made it out, well, Ben Roethlisberger, but he was out right. all season. Right, you know where they, they the only other quarterbacks to make it out of the AFC uh, besides Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So there's this serious change of the guard. Peyton Manning's gone. Tom Brady will be gone soon. Ben Roethlisberger's maybe got a year or two left. Philip right. Rivers never really had a shot to to win, and he's getting older. Uh, like I said, uh, Joe Flacco. Right. He's growing a beard somewhere in Colorado. I mean, well, th- how how many times have we seen multiple dynasties at once? It hasn't really happened. Well, that's impossible. Because, that's what, yeah. well, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, at least well, there could be a dynasty in the NFC and the dynasty in the AFC. Okay. There could be multiple rematches and whatever, you know. But that never has happened. Right. There's never been multiple dynasties at once. So the Chiefs, if if, t- if we took a poll and put a poll out there on the internet for everyone to see, every every paid analyst, you know, TV, color commentator, anybody that, that can put, vote on uh, who they think, which team, which franchise they think is going to be the next dynasty, it's going to be the Chiefs running away. Yeah. Just because of the Mahomes factor and, and the, hack, the fact that he's with Coach Reed. So right now, obviously, it's the Chiefs that are the dynasty favorite to, to make a run for this for the next 10 years, 12 years maybe. Outside of that, everything everything else is kind of a crapshoot in my mind. So Thanks for the question, Brandon. Thanks. I uh, hope you guys got your shit moved in perfectly in your new townhome. Congrats on that. <laughs> Mazel tov. Uh, last question comes from Ever Ernesto Fierro. Ever, what's up, buddy? What did you think of that John Jones fight this weekend? Well, unlike Trevor, I didn't actually watch the fight live. Um, I went and rewatched it. I actually did rewatch that. Um, I'm sorry. I, I will say this. Uh, you know, people are asking the question of whether Bones Jones has lost a step or not. That's that's fair because he didn't look his best. But at the same time, man, his opponent was a worthy worthy opponent. This the, the first couple of rounds, it was neck and neck. Yeah. Now, you know, obviously he was name um not Jorge, Reyes. But, huh? Reyes. Reyes. Yeah, Reyes. Yeah. He um. He he wore down significantly in that was a fourth round, and then the fifth yes, round he was dead. Fourth, he was absolutely dead. So so bones bones kind of won it just because of the fact he just out survived him yeah. basically. Um, it wasn't his best match, and in fact it was probably his closest match since Gustafson. What was that in two thousand twelve or twenty thirteen? I want to say at least that was a good fight. That was a good yeah, that was a damn good fight. But th- yeah, this one was very boring. Yeah. Um, it lo- it looked to me like bones. This is what I told Trevor actually when I after I watched it. I said if it, it felt like bones just wanted to, to get out of the match kind of GSP like uh, where he just wanted to get out of it, survive. And 
you know, is getting prepared for these super fights because now he has the most title defenses in UFC history. He's the, to me, he's the greatest fighter in UFC history. Um, and he's only what 31. Uh, I think he's getting prepared for some super fights. I think we're going to start seeing some big names go against big names because that's kind of where, you know, with Masvidal doing the badass motherfucker thing and the yeah. title, you're starting to see big names go against big names because that's what sells. I think that's what, what, uh, what John Bone Jones is trying to do with his time now yeah. is to get himself geared up for a, a big super fight with who I have no idea. Personally, I would love to see him go against Brock Lesnar. That would just be the best thing ever, man. Just to see him just rock the shit out of 290-pound Brock Lesnar. I mean, I, I would love that. Just selfishly, that'd be the funniest thing ever. But yeah, what, do you, what did you take First away from it, Chill with that GSP shit talk. That's my hey, time. Dude, that's look. The guy. And, 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 and let's go the there. dude G- couldn't finish a fucking GSP. Oh, that's bullshit. GSP would at least be getting takedowns. John Jones can't even take Reyes down. Sure. Even, even when Reyes is wore out, he's countering all Can you shit. name me the let's last time there. GSP finished a fighter? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, ah, I'm not, you brought it up because you didn't want to talk he's about not it. Finish. He's, not, he's not a knockout artist, dude. We all know that. Just like John Jones hasn't been a knockout artist for the last couple of fights. Let's go there. If you guys are you, you, you're really trying to compare the two. No, no, no. Okay. Two, obviously, two different okay. guys, two different type of fighters. But shit, GSP would actually get his points by getting takedowns. John Jones couldn't even get. I'm going to give kudos. Let me get start off by giving Reyes all the kudos in the world. I personally thought he could have won that fight. Yeah, I feel like he kind of did. If I I'm being honest, and I'm a biased John Jones truth, that's my guy. I love John Jones. I wanted him to win. Obviously, I was waiting for him to take over in the end of the fight, and he never did. All he did was stay in front of Reyes. Keep him, you know, he stepped and stayed in front of him, didn't let him escape, didn't let him run away, just kept him balanced right in front of him. He tried to get some takedowns. He, I think he got him down once or twice, maybe, total in the fight. But he, Reyes kept countering him. Reyes was the aggressor 90% of the fight, which I know John Jones wanted that, and he probably expected that just from his training and his, his preparation. But uh, I don't know, man. This is probably the most boring fight I've ever watched John Jones fight. And I think he just wanted to get that record, which he got. You know, all praise to John Jones. He's, he's possibly the GOAT. Um, but I, I really wanted to see more out of John Jones. He just—he didn't look like he was really—he he didn't look like he wanted to go out there and win that fight. He looked like he wanted to go out there and just not lose. And uh, it was boring as shit. Um, I, I was—I was almost starting to root for Reyes because Reyes was the only one actually attacking, and I wanted him to keep attacking just to get something out of John Jones because John Jones was just staying in front of him and trying to get the points by landing his little leg kicks and body kicks and and spinning elbows and. Trying to get some grappling done on the ground and get his takedown points, and that's what it felt like, man. He got the he got the W because he got he he got he landed more strikes, um, but significant strikes. Reyes had him on that, and it showed. And he was wearing John Jones down for the first three rounds, but John Jones obviously just has the conditioning to, to where Reyes doesn't, because Reyes is still new to the game. And I think that kid has a bright future, man. He's uh, strong as shit. He's, his, his countering, his counter ability is really, really good going against John Jones. Possibly, like I said, the greatest we've ever seen. He wasn't letting John Jones take him down. If you keep John Jones from taking you down to the ground and you're that new to the game, because Reyes, I believe, was a football player. He's still a fairly new fighter. He's not like the most experienced well, 12, guy. He was 12 and 0 going into that. Fight. Well, yeah, he's 12 and 0, but I'm, just because he's a raw athlete, you yeah. can see it. Um, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, he. For him being still a fairly new ga- uh, name to the UFC, oh, he's yeah. still not a big time fighter yet. I mean, obviously it was a huge fight and it was a big opportunity. I, I still think, I wanted so much more I, to John Jones. I, I, I still got. think I still think we the, we're gonna see we're gonna see Bones Jones be Bones Jones in his next fight I because hope so. that, because that, the next fight I do believe is gonna be with a name. All I know is I'm glad I didn't pay I, for it. I think that's what this fight was was just kind of like a, warming him up. Warm, uh, the girls' fight was way was, better. I don't know if it was Dana White or I don't know who was talking about it, but this is just kind of like that. That fight in between, because I think John Bon Jones wanted to fight real quick after his last fight. Yeah. So Dana White just gave him this fight. I'm just gonna say he's lucky he's got a chin because Reyes caught him on some good ones. Oh yeah. Anybody else? 
that could have been a knockout because he he took some good ones on the chin from Reyes. Reyes was landing kicks and 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 some nice face strikes. My question would be, would he ever move up to the heavyweight? That's what I want. I would love for him to go to the That's what I want, yeah. To be honest with you, there's even less competition up there. I mean, if you really want to think even about better, it. better, the way he's going, I mean, the way yeah. he's fighting right now, I didn't, I didn't, that's I didn't, why enjoy, the super I didn't fight, enjoy that fight at all. That's why the honest. super fight's going to be the only option Bones has left when it comes to making big, big money. Yeah. And then uh, Ever, uh, he has a, a last comment to, to just uh, – it says, Fury versus Wilder 2 is coming up soon. Yes. With usage, usage moving up, heavyweight division is super interesting when it comes to the top of the rankings. I, I don't disagree. I, I mean, that first Wilder Fury fight was amazing. Awesome. I, I had so much fun watching that fight. Yeah. Uh, it's it's rare to get a, a boxing match that entices the casual fan, which I clearly yeah. am. Boxing I don't follow boxing like everybody sport. else does. I'll admit that. But yeah, but yeah it, I'm very much anticipating that fight. I think it's going to be another yeah. big-time classic. Those two guys – they know how to entertain too. That's the best so part. Like they're throwing haymakers. Yeah, they, they know how to get a crowd involved, yeah. man. It's so much fun to they're watch. Just, they're both just these unorthodox ogres. It's just, <laughs> it's like two Lord of the Rings monsters just going fighting in, hey, a, in a ring. It's just hey, incredible, man. Fury has uh, WWE experience now, so hey, watch out. <laughs> for what that's worth. It's, dude, I'll say it's the showmanship too. It's yeah, the showmanship. I love them. Both their personalities are so good. Man. I wanted, to, I wanted to add to the Monday Mailbag. Uh, Trip, what's it like to fake bake, man? You're over here like tanning, or what's like going that? on? Yeah, yeah. The, you got like the Donald Trump orange. I'll, let you, know, legit, I'll let you know how it goes later on. You got, some, you got some orange knuckles over there, bro. I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. It's, later it's on pretty there. cool to hang. It's pretty cool to hang with an Oompa Loompa and a Nike hat. That's pretty <laughs> nice, man. Straight tan. Uh, what's yep. what's it like? Is the is the chocolate real or not? Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break. Oh no, no, wait. What what time is it, guys? Hold oh, this out. It's time to. I want you to do me a favor and hold this L. Somebody's got to hold that L. <laughs> Le him, the her. I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L L L Cool J stuff. Hold that L. <laughs> Good God, man. Hold this gigantic, <gasps> veiny, oh pulsating L. Man, you are one pathetic loser. You ignorant man. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, hold Sorry. this L. Hold this L. It is time to give out our weekly L's. If you're new to this, man, I look, I can try to explain this to you or you can just sit back and listen. But we, every single week, and it's obviously in jest, it's obviously in fun because we've, shit, we've given, to, given them to ourselves numerous times throughout the last 50 plus episodes. But every single week, man, we try to give ourselves give ourselves a little bit of a, a laugh at the end of the show because, I mean, my God, let's be honest, man. We live in the in the in the prime time of of media coverage, especially in sports. Every single week, there's every single day, there's a new story out that you can just pick and choose from. So, let me start with uh, Trevor. Trevor, who is holding the L? Well, um, I'm so glad that I mean I'm not glad that the NFL season's over, but I am a very big NBA fan, big hoops fan in general. So I'm glad we can actually start. There's always so much good drama going on in the NBA every week. Um, so my L is going to be an NBA L this week. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, my L this week is going to be held by one Monte Morris. Um, I don't know if you guys caught the Lakers uh, 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 Nuggets game the other night. It was a really good game. Really good game. Uh, was that Nuggets? LeBron. It was, a, it was a Nuggets. Uh, yeah, there was a Nuggets home game, right? And they're, they're obviously one of the best teams in the West. I think they're third third seed. I think uh, right behind the Clippers. Um, so this is obviously a big game for both teams. You know. Uh, the Lakers want to keep the lead in the West. Anyways, I'll just cut to it. Monte Morris hit a three. The Nuggets were on a run. I think it gave him like a 12-point lead after he hit the three. Um, and then a- after he hit that three, he obviously 
it was around LeBron James was near him, I think, when he made – I don't think he was on him, but I think he made eye contact with LeBron after he made the three and gave him that big double-digit lead. And uh, I, it wasn't reported what he said to LeBron, but he was obviously had some choice words t- towards LeBron's direction, right? And we all know how this goes. Every time you you know you come to King, you best not miss. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you you spark any anytime you you give LeBron James fuel, that added fuel to what he already has going into each game, it, you know you made a mistake. I mean, Aston, you know Jason Tatum, he learned the hard way in the postseason. <laughs> and numerous other guys have gotten their asses dunked on. You know, blah blah blah. So after that three was made. Uh, and, and, and Monte Morris decided to run his mouth for some reason. Most people probably don't even know who he is um, for good reason. He's a decent player. He's the third Morris twin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was adopted too, to make it worse. Um, uh, <laughs> um, no, 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 no down on, on adoption. Turn to the show too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he sponsors it. Yep. Um, anyways, make I'm making this way too long. I'm pretty sure he was wearing a, a common deer shirt under his jersey too. So <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's not worthy. He's not worthy of that. So he hit the three. He talked shit to LeBron. The Lakers continued on from that point to go on. I think it was a 28 to eight run, I believe, or something like that. Something, something nice. It was Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a double digit to a single digit run. I can't. I can't remember what it was exactly, but I believe LeBron James finished with a uh, 32, 14, and 12 triple double. So what'd you say to LeBron? Yeah. So. LeBron helped me give this L out. So Monte Morris, buddy, I don't know how many how many examples LeBron's got to make, you know, for people to stop doing this. But you come to the king, buddy. You best not miss, man. So Monte Morris, my guy, my buddy, you have to do me a favor and hold this L. I mean, buddy. how many more Morrises does LeBron have to slay? I mean, he's beaten the Morris twins like five times it, it's in the playoffs. Funny, man, these guys keep, <laughs> they keep poking the bear, man. They like, want they think more. They, like, they think they're going to win that battle. It's just funny to me. Every single time that happens. Eddie, who is holding the L? My L actually came down today, this morning. Uh, UEFA came, came out this morning, and it had reported, making it official, that Manchester City has been banned from the Champions League for two seasons. Mm. This is a huge, huge blow for Manchester City. Uh, reason being, uh, financial fair play. Uh, they were spending more money than when they were making in. Meaning, you, you know what I mean, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. yep. So, yeah. So, they were just spending way too much money uh, instead of what they were making. So, uh, UEFA stepped in and was like, Okay, you need to prove that you're making all this money from soccer revenue, any kind of revenue related to the team, and that you're just not bringing money from outside sources just to to pay player and all this stuff. So you have right. to give us records of you making this money. Obviously, Manchester City did not cooperate. They didn't, they didn't even want to show them anything. So UEFA just made an example of them. Uh, they suspended them from Champions League, which is the, the most prestigious championship in, in all of soccer history. Um, it, it's it's right next to the World Cup. So you, you're talking about up there. Uh, you got players now contemplating if they want to stay with Manchester City because players want to play Champions League. Pep Guardiola, which is the head the, the head coach for, for Manchester City, Manchester City was mm-hmm. asked 
if he would remain at the club after the suspension was given. His response was small and simple. As long as I'm happy, that was it. That that just makes you even wonder even more like what, what he meant by like what, what did he mean by that? Like if he's happy. Of course, every every uh head coach, every manager in, in soccer wants to compete for the for, for the best, the best spot in, in the in, in, in the sport. So with you being out of that competition for two seasons in a row, it is it's just a huge, huge blow. Huge, huge blow. And on top of that, the, the, the Manchester City has to pay $33 million uh, in fine, in fines. Shit. So. <laughs> They're going to pay in cash, Venmo? Yeah, it's probably going to be Check. Venmo. Uh, Wampum. Reports are saying uh, – Reports are saying that they're they're gonna take it to uh to court, but Manchester City's response was disappointed but not surprised. <laughs> yeah, that just pretty much tells you that Manchester City knew they were gonna get right fine and bad. Like they were expect they were just waiting on it. And they That's crazy. Yeah. And they didn't even give name. a fuck. They didn't even care. Yeah, huge huge name in sports. And right. now the Premier League is actually talking about deducting points from the competition Shit. this year. So this is this is. Jesus, huge in the in, in the sport of soccer. Yeah, huge. So for me, Manchester City, you're gonna have to hold this L. L. Christ, all right, Lance, what you got for us? Lance? Hopefully, they got cash out. What's your L, Lance? <laughs> you guys ever heard anybody like say one thing and then you hear them say something that was the complete opposite of that, and then they try to deny they ever said the first one? Can't, can't be political. Oh, like you when you wanted Andy Reid fired. No, <laughs> I'm right. Hey, hey, again, again. I don't remember the guy's name. What was his name? Yepa? Was Yepa. That, Yepa? that guy. He he never hit me up. He never hit me up with the receipts. Jury's still out. Oh. Jury's still out on that shit. So, Mister Yepa, won't you let me know what the fuck you find, and then we'll start talking about receipts. Just just hear this audio real quick, and then you guys tell me if you can figure out what this guy is saying. If if he's making any sense, the question is asked about having a significant advantage with technologies outside of the jurisdictions of a league. This didn't impact the game. I didn't say it didn't impact the game. This didn't impact the game. I didn't say it didn't impact the game. This didn't impact the game. I didn't say it didn't impact the game. This didn't impact the game. I didn't say it didn't impact the game. This didn't impact the game. I didn't say it didn't impact the game. This didn't impact the game. I didn't say it didn't impact the game. This didn't So that is the Houston Asterix owner, um, Jim Crane. Nice. In his uh, interview or uh, his post, uh, his press conference with the media, I believe it was yesterday. Oh. And uh, this show, reporter man. was savage as fuck with him, basically putting him in a place where he could not deny the reality of the situation when it comes to an unfair advantage by having technology included by picking up pitch counts, picking up signals by the pitcher and the catcher, knowing what pitches essentially are coming as to why it's a coincidence that Jose Altuve and all the guys on that team batted almost 200 points better at home as opposed to on the road over the last couple of postseasons. Dodgers absolutely losing out on, on a World Series championship. Players losing their jobs and are, are suing the uh, Houston Asterix because of this whole thing. Uh, players having to come out and apologize about shit like this, even though they're not even getting punished for it. Apologize. The team's getting their fucking slap on the wrist. That shit's hilarious. And, and now we're speculating on to what they actually used. And all the while, their owner, Jim Crane, has the golden opportunity 
to make right what was wronged by owning up to it, yeah. by saying, hey, man, we though. fucked up. My guy, he, he tried to do that by firing A.J. Hinch and their GM and accepting the loss or accepting the, the fine that the league brought down. It was $5 million. They lost their two first-round picks, two second-round picks. They're getting, they're getting hit for this. And instead of just sticking with that, he can't even be consistent with his approach. Literally, the, the, what you just heard me post was within 55 seconds of each other. Those, ta- those statements were within 55 seconds of each other. Yeah. Where he says they didn't make a clear advantage. I didn't say they didn't make a clear advantage. Dude. Fake news, Lance. Fake news. That whole franchise, man, I, I've never believed in the death penalty when it comes to pro sports. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, if one team got yeah. it, it would be them. They Dude, deserve every single bit funniest, of it. The funniest part to me about they it can't get any of it right is Justin Verlander. How Justin Verlander was so like outspoken about uh, 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 the steroid era and how it's like you know it's it's bad for the game and it ruined the game for a while there. And he was talking about how the league has been juicing balls because they had more home runs. He's been all like outspoken and against it. The irony is just yeah, painful. and I want to I want to add some I want to add something to that. But I'm really glad you brought that up because everybody wants to you know witch hunt all the guys that use PEDs, yeah. right? But what's funny about that? It's not even funny. It's actually it really pisses me off. Is yeah. that we demonize these guys that use PEDs, right. but they played in a league of PED use. Well, there was at least 140 known players that were on PEDs during the quote unquote yeah. steroid, which we don't even know when it started or when it ended. Yeah. And 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 so who are they really cheating to begin with? This team had a clear cut advantage with technology outside of the jurisdictions of baseball yeah, yeah, yeah. to where their 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 opponent had no chance. No, no, no. Let's say, let's say uh, they, were, uh, they were facing a team that was playing had that was playing with PEDs. You can talk about PEDs all you want, the advantage you get from it, but the advantage that they got from knowing what pitches were coming is way more percentage wise. And you cannot tell me that there's a coincidence that PEDs, but you still got to go play the game with PEDs. There's no you, coincidence you can be a to me. And play with PEDs. Jose Altuve hits the biggest home run of his career right. at that point off Aroldis Chapman, the walk off home run in Houston. And he's signaling to his teammates, don't take my, don't shirt, take my shirt off, off. Yeah. runs down the, the, the fucking tunnel, changes his shirt, and then comes back up to celebrate with his team. I have been watching baseball my entire life. I played baseball for almost 20 years. That has never happened yeah. in my life. I have you, never you witnessed that happen before. Either, right? Yeah, well, the, the, the investigation. The invest- he said that he didn't want his wife to see him without a shirt. Bullshit, man. Bullshit. <laughs> your wife who sees you naked anyway. So is your wife, what are you, what, I mean, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. Let's not even do it. Let's not even do it. The fact is, Jim Crane, Jim Crane and the Houston Asterix do me a fucking favor and hold it So what did we learn today, guys? I feel like the, the teacher at the end of like that 30 minute special on Saturdays. <laughs> no. What did we learn in class? What's the ladder of the ball? The dragon flies over and sparkles. <laughs> Look, I, I want to bring it home because I know we're going to have to talk about this for at least another month or two. Chris Jones is an absolute valued piece to the puzzle in mm. Kansas City for now and the next few years. I really hope we all understand that. You can, like, again, you have the right to believe that he. The, the, the team can add better assets at a cheaper a cheaper rate if you trade him. But really look at the big picture here mm. and understand, quite frankly, just how special this moment in time is for the Chiefs. Yes, they won the Super Bowl, so they have a little leeway now. If they make a couple mistakes here and there trying to rebuild this team, 
we can let them do that because, again, they gave us something that we could absolutely celebrate and finally celebrate. But we, we're not in a situation like the Royals in 2014 and 2015 where it felt like it was fleeting. And it felt like it was this great moment in time, but it's probably not going to happen in our lifetime again, or at least for a couple more decades. The Chiefs are just beginning. And Chris Jones is a part of that beginning. And he's going to be, hopefully, a part of the middle and end of this dynasty whenever it does end. I'm hoping that he's here for the next three to five years because I think this team has its best chance to win multiple Super Bowls. Like I predicted two years ago when I said Patrick Mahomes would lead us to those multiple Super Bowls. I believe that Chris Jones is going to be a part of that. He has to he the Chiefs have to value him for what he's worth. They didn't do it in this last offseason. He still came, played ball, was a perfect representation, in my opinion, of what a Chief is, balled out in the Super Bowl and helped this team win their first Super Bowl in five decades. I believe he can help this team win multiple Super Bowls over the next three to five years. And that's where I'm going to leave that. And I hope you guys agree with me. If you don't, I I would love to hear your guys' takes on why the Chiefs should move on. But that's where I stand. That's where I continue to stand because I value superstar talents that have shown up in the biggest of games and have been a part of a classy organization. Because the Chiefs are a classy organization. And he's been a classy person. He's been a classy athlete. And I think that he deserves to get paid. And I truly do believe he wants to be a Chief. And I think that they need to do what's right and lock up a guy that I believe besides Patrick Mahomes, could be very well the most valuable player on this roster. So for episode 51, for Trevor Twidwell, for Eddie Ortiz, inside the Foolish Club Studios, this is the Spoken Podcast. I am Lance Twidwell, and we are out of this bitch. See you later. This didn't impact the game. I didn't say it didn't impact the game. This didn't impact the game. I didn't say it didn't impact the game. We're going to get out of this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya. You are tuned in to The Spoken. I might actually stick, I might actually stick around for a little bit.